O-L-R-B, it's your agent, Mort, agent to the stars. So, I have a new sponsor for your new podcast. You may have heard of the restaurant, Burndy's. Burndy's Restaurant, specializing in the finest in burnt to a crisp, crispy, crispy burnt toast, toast, all the rage. Plain avocado toast. Up, oh, hold, getting a call. Hold, please. Beep. Something good is coming to my life. Might be hearing these words that are sung wrong. Something good is coming to my life. Something good is coming to my life. Something beep. Sorry about that. That was my new client, Hot Greg. You'll hear of him soon, Hot Greg. Hot Greg reporting on all of the Twilight series movies. It's going to be great. However, back to Burndy's. Burndy's Restaurant, sponsor to the stars. Now, Burndy's, Burndy's will be sponsoring, not necessarily with monetary remunerations as much as free toast, toast for all the hosts, available at one location, Anaheim, California, for at least three weeks, three weeks free toast, Anaheim. So good luck with the new podcast. I'll be in touch real soon. Bye now. Welcome aboard and start throwing that baloney out in front of your hungry dog. It's the final run around the block for this Little Red Bandwagon, the show inspired by the canceled commercial radio show turned podcast, Too Beautiful to Live. I am Michael Andrew Frizzell, also known as Drew McFrizz, the jail dude, the longest running co-brogan of LRB, coming to you from the LOL Awesome Sauce a uh, dog with sunglasses taking a selfie. He's not really reading that newspaper, is he? Studios in the Hampton Inn in Northgate in Seattle. And for this final episode of LRB, I will introduce my co-host from most recent uh, back to the original. And this takes us to Middle Age Momish Studios in South Austin. Hillary Live and Let Livingston Butler, sorry. <laughs> Good afternoon and happy birthday. Oh, as usual, Hillary, this is your birthday month. It is my birthday month. It's about, I think, oh gosh, 19 days away. Yeah, that's right. So I'm celebrating. Don't act like you don't know. I- <laughs> <laughs> Let me do the quick math in my head. 19 days. I'm celebrating yeah. our final LRB with a tall glass of rosé and, you know, celebrating my birthday and celebrating all things LRB. So it's actually good evening here. So good evening. Hillary, when you take all these um, <laughs> yes. photos, do you take down the countdown <laughs> clocks so that people don't know how vain you are? 
<laughs> about your birthday i mean all those i will tell you i mean i'm sure i will them, tell right? you today like at work you know i'm i'm still relatively new back at work and they have this huge tv uh-huh. that cycles through different things and then one day it's like office milestones and it lists everybody's birthday and mine wasn't on there <laughs> and so i went to the receptionist Aww. and i was like hey oh, i know this goodness. is dumb but my birthday's not on there. And she actually felt really bad. She was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, it's not a big deal, but could you put it on there? <laughs> it's such a big deal. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and she did. She did. I think it's just as big a deal as if you don't want your <laughs> Exactly. Like, you exactly. Know? Exactly. Very few people are neutral on the subject. Let's just <laughs> say that. You're either into your birthday or you're not. Um, so from Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's uh, Anne, don't at me. Lundholm, I, I added the attitude to the don't at me. Good morning, uh, good afternoon, and good evening, Anne. Um, how are you? Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. No one's in a better mood. I got a wonderful feeling. Everything's going my way. Hello, everyone. And is this... Is, mood stem from a review of the show description from today possibly i saw okay. garbage war and i said yes i'm done i'm free <laughs> Anne is home from the garbage war we can stop looking out over the <laughs> oh bob you can't talk yet i haven't introduced you so um <clears throat> from the uh Home Sweet Home Money Pit Studios in the Rosedale neighborhood, or as Cullen would pronounce it, Rose Delay. Uh, in Detroit, it's Meredith Van Claude, Van Damage, Van Harnham, going hard as ham. Uh, Meredith, what's the cat situation there? I think before we started, you were getting attacked, but I mean, what's going on? Well, it's actually great. Link uh, is feeling much better. I reported his unhappiness. That's not always good for piece in the house though, no right? well I mean, he's sleeping downstairs he's still on drugs so but he's, he's okay, okay his bladder is better so i'm, I'm sure you were mm-hmm. all on on pins and needles we were wondering about his bladder you'd, but it's you'd be surprised better. our audience is into i love it i love it and i've got bear on my lap and currently he's peaceful and sleeping he's got his chin resting on my armrest it's very cute oh. Oh. okay well, i'm glad we have a peaceful situation mm-hmm. going on for I, now I miss I miss my old friend Stephen and uh, yeah, me too. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Stephen. Yeah, I'm sorry his podcast is ending because he was a character for he a sure bit. Was. I mean, I think he contributed more to our podcast than Hot Greg actually <laughs> did to. to oh yeah, that's oh a subject day. for another day. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, dummy. Um, from Home Sweet Home Studios in Home Sweet Home, uh, Buffalo, New York. It's Bobby, no nickname after our 431 <laughs> episodes tape. Good afternoon, good evening, and good day, Bobby, to you. Good evening, good evening, and good evening, Mike. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm traveling. I'm not used to it. I have no idea what time it is. Yeah. Well, it's it's a blackout curtain. It's 7:03 p.m. Mountain Time. That's the important part. <laughs> oh, oh man, that that doesn't clear anything up as far as. <laughs> Does that ever clear anything no, but up? No, remember we decided. Someone says, "Oh, that's that's ma- the GMT for our new show is Mountain Time." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh God, I hate that. I love GMT. 
I like it because when yeah. we do our scheduling, now we won't have to put all the different oh. times in the time zones. We'll just put nice. the mountain time time and everybody can figure it out on their own. <laughs> and if you fuck that up, it's on yes. you. Yes, yep. that's not bad. Yep. Nice idea. And speaking of uh, great ideas, the person who came up with the idea for this extravaganza that's lasted more than four years, well, more than four years, uh, from Carter Subaru Studios in Linwood, Washington, in unincorporated King County. It's uh, our co-founder, I guess there are three of us, and nice lady Christy Wise. Hello, C. Wise. Hello. It's Snohomish County, but (laughs) good job. (laughs) (laughs) Going out on top. (laughs) You you just roboted out, but I assume that I made a mistake somewhere in that sense. We can call it, I'm in Sharpshoot Studios. Oh, well, you're actually, I, I just figured it out. And I think your home would be worth at least $150,000 more if you were in unincorporated King County right. than unincorporated exactly. Snohomish <laughs> County. So, yes. Where, didn't you live before in, in uh, oh, well. No, nope. oh, it's Snohomish. <laughs> I, I've known a lot of people who've lived in these unincorporated places. And it's the wild fucking west. It is. I, it's I wild west. Yeah. How are you feeling today? I mean, are you emotional? What's? Yeah, I was a... Uh laughing like a crazy person and crying on the bus on the way home today <laughs> yeah been some ups and downs yeah. so you fit in yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i also got a seat to myself so hey. there's that <laughs> hey well we're gonna keep our own uh, business brief i think tonight and, and discuss the launch of the new show i think we're also gonna recap the um the boat show a couple of us were there um but the main thrust of this is to talk about our history with the show and what it's meant to us. Um, but before we go, we will sweep up our house. We'll do the dishes, uh, strip the bed, and get the linen started so the next hosts of this show will have fresh sheets. Uh, and then let you know how to get involved with the new show. So I assume Anne's at the business desk. Whatever bod she's sporting. <laughs> All the bods. <laughs> Student bods. (laughs) Gross. Let's do it. Let's talk about the new show. We have somebody to thank for uh, this show. One of our listeners came up with the name. So before I say what it is, I want to say thank you so much to Katie Callahan, who suggested this on Facebook. And I said, that is not a bad idea. And the rest of us said, that is not a bad idea. And so what we are going to be calling our new show is, this show has everything. And let me go back to the uh, Slack page where I put Katie's post so I can see it. Here's what Katie said. She said, I'm not sure what the new format will be, but here's my pitch. This podcast has everything. Kittens, an ex-con, baked goods, your embarrassing Amazon buys, middle-aged momish types, artificial limbs, cheese, gay dads, money pits, and relevant and not-so-relevant pop culture hot takes. She goes on, she put another post up that says, I can't find any other podcasts called This Podcast Has Everything, and the domain looks to be cheap. Because maybe it's a terrible name, you make the call. <laughs> Not terrible terrible. at all. We (laughs) tweaked it just a little bit because I think we thought that that we're having the word podcast in the title was a little, I don't know, 
referential to yeah or clunky or whatever so we're just gonna call it this show has everything and we hope that that will uh adequately incorporate what we plan to cover in it (laughs) that's right come at us all things considered (laughs) (laughs) we're coming for you some things considered some of the time And I think the idea really is going back to that core mission of TBTL of friendship and curing global loneliness. And that's really what we've pursued through TBTL and through LRB and now through this new podcast. We've got a lot of ideas going on. We keep coming up with different segment ideas. Um, We haven't actually planned anything for the first show yet, so things are evolving. But I'm really excited about that. Yep. Yep. We have a URL. We will have a website. Mm -hmm. And it was reasonably priced. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Seagram. Golden wine cooler. Be the first. Get in there. So here's the logistics of this all. So this show that you're hearing is going to be coming out on October the 14th. And then the first of the new shows of this show has everything will come out on the 21st. And somewhere in between... We're going to try and switch the feed over from the old show to the new show. We just want to keep it uh, the same so that we don't have to ask all of you to resubscribe. That way, anybody who's not cool with the new show can unsubscribe rather than asking you all to do the work yes. to like buy in. Yeah. Unsubscribe if you don't want it. Find a teeny, teeny, teeny font way off at the bottom of the email. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then when you when you hover over it, it moves. Yes. Um, great. I mean, I don't generally like to compliment Jeremy, but it, but that's pretty slick what he's put together. And then I click on those, and I'm like, I just have this sneaking suspicion, but that by clicking on unsubscribe, I'm getting on a list that will then be sold yep. to other right. enterprises. To the Nordstrom Rack. Exactly. And then, and then, you know, yeah, then you're back in the loop. It's just endless. You can never stop it. Well, so somewhere in that week period, we're going to um, change that feed over, and we're going to do just a little, like, five or ten minute mini-sode that's... Uh, we'll call it episode zero. That's just going to be a test to make sure that we have got this all working correctly. Jeremy said, yes, you can do it, but there is a chance that it's going to break everything. So <laughs> I guess we'll find really out. comforting. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> so if you get to Monday the 21st and the new show is not showing up in your podcatcher, please reach out to us and let us know, you know, let us know what platform you're using and, then we'll say Jeremy and make Help. him fix it. <laughs> we Help don't know us. what to do. Make it better. <laughs> Math class is tough. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we want to thank everybody for being super supportive of us in our plans. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but uh, we're excited. We're a little nervous. This is going to be great. And um, thanks to everybody for sticking with the changes. Uh, should we do a few throw your phones? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Christy put out the call for 
some voice memos or throw your phones or anything if people wanted to contribute to this last show. And we did have some people who got in under the wire. Uh, so thank you very much to everybody. Uh, the first one I want to read uh, from Dan. We've been saving for a couple of weeks because I thought it would fit really, really well into this episode. It's a little bit long, but it's worth reading. So Dan says, just wanted to chime in and wish you well on your upcoming venture. Although I wouldn't mind you keeping the name, I'm interested to see where you go from here. I've come to listen to the podcast as much for you good people as I did for the TBTL recapping. I'll confess that I am somewhat disappointed though. About six months ago, I tuned in to my long neglected friends at Little Red Bandwagon to see what you guys made of something or other that irritated the living shit out of me on TVTL that week. I don't recall what it was, but it was one of those things that had stuck in my craw for a few days. I needed to hear someone else talking about it so I could let it go and go on listening to a show I've devoted so very many hours to over the last 10 years. What I discovered was that LRB was exactly the tonic I needed. It was a valuable release valve. You were discussing all those little gripes and giggles I couldn't discuss with anyone else, at least not without having to spend time explaining what the hell I was talking about first. I needed that commiseration and camaraderie with people who understood the dichotomy of being able to love a thing and also being able to criticize its flaws and aggravations. True to so many fandoms, the online groups don't seem to be the place to raise anything objectionable. There's always someone who views any sort of criticism as anathema, blasphemy, and ingratitude, and will take you to task for even thinking it. I've come to look forward to the recaps as an essential part of my Monday morning. I've even sent a few throw your phones in the last six months. Of course, the byproduct of tuning in for the recaps is that I've started to get to know you as people, to enjoy hearing about what's going on in your far-flung corners of the map, to have a laugh at your discussions and experiences. It's that getting to know you that makes the prospect of the podcast changing far less disappointing. And although I very much understand why you need to change focus, perhaps there'll be a little room for some TBTL talk in the new format now and again. Maybe an occasional throw your phone segment if you decide to keep that feature as a catch-all for those bits. Anyway, thanks for doing what you did while you did it. I look forward to the next party once this one's over. Onward and upward, friends. This speaks to my heart because this was really what I looked forward to with LRB when I was in the same position as Dan before I became a part of the show, before I knew you all personally. And I would listen to TBTL and I'd be like, what? What are you talking? And I'd think, oh, they better talk (laughs) about this on LRB. I need to hear them talk about this on LRB. So, what was our batting average, Anne? Do you, do you have any <sighs> recollection of that? I mean, were you often just left at the altar? Just Oh, yeah, you know, definitely. Pissed off? Definitely. I have one of those visceral memories of being on my lunchtime walk and, like, standing on the corner at a streetlight on the University of Minnesota campus thinking, what? How could you not talk about that? Totally. <laughs> I was totally remember that. Yeah. <laughs> How can that not be as important to you as it is to me? (laughs) Idiots. So I guess that's one thing that I am truly sad about is that um, everybody who listens to this show will lose that part of like the companion experience to TBTL (laughs) for us Mm -hmm. to be that outlet for you. So I I hear that, Dan. I, I understand what you mean with that. But hopefully there's sure. some some good new stuff coming. 
Well, and we are going to keep throwyourphone.com. That's not going away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And and if you want to put stuff in there and just be specific about it being on TVTL and what bothered you about it, chances are one or two or three of us were listening, however yeah. casually, to the same thing and we'll have a take on it. So don't, you know, it's we're not like... We're a TBTL free zone. That's that's bullshit. I'm not into that. So we'll never be completely free of TBTL. <laughs> no, no, no. They're they're family. Yeah. You can't choose your family. Oh, nope. I've tried. <laughs> God knows. God knows. Meredith, would you like to read the one from Kaylin? I would. Kaylin says. You guys, I was so bereft when you announced the end of your show that I tried explaining to my grief to a coworker. Quote, <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> it's yeah. always a bad idea. It's a fool's errand. <laughs> uh, dot, dot, dot. I trailed off because I could see she was sad for me but didn't understand why. And then maybe on a couple of different levels as I continue to try and explain podcasting. I love all of you and feel like you all understand the why for all the things you have all nurtured a beautiful community, and I am so glad to be a part of it. Thank you for carrying the burden of close and careful TBTL listening for all the rest of us. I am so glad that you freed yourself from the stocks. I can't wait to listen to your new show. I'll be a super fan for sure. Thank you. Thanks, Kayla. Thank you. That Kaylin. one actually that was great. really like made me tear up. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> made me want a neck massage. Getting out of those stocks. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my wrists are sore. You know the only and knees. The only word that rhymes with Hillary is pillory. It's pillory. So, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Uh, all right, Bobby, you're gonna channel Kalina for us. Uh, I would be honored. I'm just writing down the only word that rhymes with Hillary in case I end up writing the show description. <laughs> <laughs> Orange. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here's Kalina. I've been behind on LRB since the picnic, but just caught up last night. I'm over the moon excited about your new venture. My only request is that the amounts of Anne yelling at Mike and Christy giggling uncontrollably stay the same. Prayer hands emoji. (laughs) Which she wrote out. Prayer hands emoji. I will forever love TBTL for bringing me you guys, even if their lack of actually producing content has caused the podcast to become insufferably self-obsessed and self-important the last few years. Parenthetically, peace and love, of course. Maybe instead of breaking up with TBTL, I'll go back and revisit my favorite old episodes every once in a while. Viva la LRB! With three exclamation points? Excited marks. Excited marks. Oh, excuse me, sorry. (laughs) Thank you, Kalina. Kalina, I can assure you that there will be the same amount of me yelling at Mike. <laughs> oh, perhaps that doesn't more. End. That doesn't end. <laughs> yeah. Because there'll be more I'm of me, more. therefore there'll be right. more of me getting and more, more topics. And right? more time like, to fill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I know. That's right. That's right. Crossfire. <laughs> yeah. Let me add that's that. A segment. Add that to the Slack for segment ideas. Some sort of debate. Yeah, the Lundholm report, Goodness. and then we're all just like, <laughs> that has a really good ring to it. I, I like that. Does. And I'm already tired of your shit. That's my that's, that's my tagline. So is that I've been working on that. So. 
That's I look forward to hearing that many more times. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about, but I'm already tired of you. I'll just be the Rudy Giuliani character and just yell at you both to shut up and oh, tell wow. you you're morons. Going to show us your iPad? <laughs> That's terrifying. All the text Is there messages. anyone more terrifying in the public eye oh, right now than that guy? Team. Wow. I don't know if it's terrifying. Like, it's mockable. It's It's like hysterical because... I don't know. The Kate McKinnon version of him is terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when he was like America's mayor and everybody loved him? Yeah. He has such a good reputation that I recently I was like, wait, did he used to be a Democrat? Now he's a Republican? No, he was was Republican the whole time. But he had such a good reputation that I never really even realized. It's because he orchestrated the inside job and now and everyone liked him. Yeah, mm. Andy's got dementia, probably. Yeah, that too. I thought he conquered corruption, and now he he stands yes. astride it and tries to conquer the world with yes. it. Yes, don't say astride. That's icky. <laughs> yeah, that's a word you can't use anymore. Yeah, I think that is that. That's getting Banned. there. Getting there. Yeah. All right, let's go on to Carolyn. Hillary. Sure. All right. Hi, Wagoneers. I've started this note many times and never gotten too far into it. I'm really going to miss you guys for the hopefully short time while you move to your new format. Unlike a lot of you, I came to TBTL in 2015, so my only connection to the pre-APM show is through you. You have taken the Curing Global Loneliness mission to heart, and I can't thank you enough for filling my ear holes these past four years. All of you are amazing at the imaginary radio gig and are fun and interesting in your own right, so I have no fear at all regarding your future plans. Forgive that run-on sentence. Don't worry. All Everything no, I say is no. run-on, so don't worry about it. <laughs> no forgiveness. <laughs> None. Um, it is hard to make changes of any type, and I'm glad you were changing gears before uh, full-on we came into play. Mm. Um, please remember this is supposed to be a fun endeavor and do it as long as it is fun. I will try to keep my whining to a minimum and will only spar lightly with Bob Stein about how Sheets is the superior Pennsylvania gas station superstore in your new forum. I can't wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks for everything. Best of luck and all the other positive cliches you can think of. Your pal, Carolyn. P.S. If it's not too much, what episode was Luke referring to in the 3004 episode that Mike got married on thanks and i think y'all said that to her right uh carolyn mm. it's on which mike got oh married. shut up Let's get our grandma to cover. i think she owes anna dollar 98 right <laughs> yes i know i think that's why nobody heard it <laughs> they replayed it later i yeah, mean you probably did. and then looks like we're they, trying they to make some money it from down it. to 49 cents you know God. but yeah, they did replay. Yeah, I, I sent a link to Carolyn because I didn't, I mean, she asked the question. I didn't want her to have to wait a week until the episode no. came out to yes. get the yeah, answer for nice. that if she wanted to Maybe listen to Maybe $2.98. Oh my yes. gosh, I remember Ooh, listening to that one so so well and being like, Dave, Mike and Emily got married. And he was like, okay, cool. I mean, it's like, I'm thrilled. <laughs> Who are Mike I think, and Emily? <laughs> I think he had met y'all once, but he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh think about the person i dragged there that had no idea and i was like so excited and like crying and they're like what is even happening what is this? my brother's sitting there and he's like yeah, this is kind of cool and but he's watching everyone else flip out you know <laughs> what if anybody else wants to see that shoot i should have copied and pasted the um the link but i got it just by searching like tbtl um 
I think I searched TBTL Electric Boogaloo because they call it they called it SummerSlam Two Electric was. Boogaloo or whatever. So if you search for that, it'll come up. And I should correct something that that happened during the live show. Luke, they had the um, drunken voicemail from someone who was at that show, and then I mentioned, I said that that was my wedding, and Luke said, "Oh, well, do you remember that guy?" And I said, "Like to be honest, we were all a little drunk, but uh, that's that's not true." The night before our wedding, the the Columbia City show, we got pretty wasted. I don't want to speak completely for Emily, but you know, we got really wasted and and ended up eating dicks late at night. Whoa! Um, I think we both ate dicks. Yeah, well, that's time a lot of us were eating dicks. Uh, I didn't ask so to hear about the, your sex life. <laughs> I did not ask to hear about your sex life. Um, yeah, so so the the wedding night was actually kind of tame uh, at least for us that guy that guy was getting served yeah but uh not so much me so anyone who listens to that episode um please send us a dollar 98 we'll have a tip jar oh yeah (laughs) we're gonna get a sheets gift card for a dollar 98 maybe we will make one million (laughs) dollars Oh yeah. Well, I see. I remember when when we were doing takedown. We started takedown right around the time that Luke thought he had uh, was it two, two million, million? Yeah. <laughs> million And I I absolutely knew due to like uh, like Facebook metrics that you could even do in your head that we had about a tenth of the listeners, and probably still do. Uh, it's probably dropped off, I guess, because they hate us so much. But anyway, at the time, I knew we had about the, a tenth of the listeners, and I knew based on engagement and and what I knew about talk radio and what you could transfer to podcasts is we actually had about 250 to 300 listeners at takedown. So I was, you know, I knew before he did, I mean, he had these delusions. I mean, <laughs> and, and I think it's because he wasn't doing it at a, at a low scale like I was. So he couldn't really wrap his mind around the numbers like, no, that can't be true. I need to, you know, contrast this against something that's actually happening like wait wait don't tell me or you know one of the this american life or some other show so he was never like holding a a a proper lens against it and he was just out of his mind thinking how popular his show was and it was really amusing at the time matt and i got a big kick out of it and it was fun to watch him figure it out (laughs) as it happened in real time as he got 64 downloads for the dollar 98 um (laughs) anyway sorry yeah, I did, as I was Googling for that uh, that particular episode, I did run across an old, a couple of old articles, you know, like Blatherwatch and that stuff yes, that I clicked yes. on just to look at. And there were various quotes from Luke talking about, you know, how the podcast had 100 times the audience that the radio show had. So <laughs> moving to podcast only was really a great move. And I was like, oh, oh. man. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Luke. Oh, no, you don't know. It's yeah. going to hit you. <laughs> uh, Christy, would you like to read Alicia's? Sure. I was on LRB just over four years ago, and I know that because it was just a few days after my wedding. My post-wedding machinist was in full force. On the next LRB, when plugging the show on Facebook and probably in other places, Bobby referred to my contribution as surprisingly sincere. <laughs> I always hoped I'd have the chance to go back and redeem my image with a healthy, healthy dose of snark, sarcasm, and don't at me worthy hot takes. 
But alas, here I am again, once again, and sincerity is all I have. You guys are the best. You have created the community that Jen envisioned. Congratulations on everything that LRB has been, and I can't wait for the next chapter. Aww. That's sweet. She can be on our new show. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think that an unexpected dose of sincerity is one of the best things. It like can be uncomfortable at the time. Yeah. But that's what you remember. That's why people bring up over and over about, you know, listening to that post 2016 election day. I did it today. Mm-hmm. Cry. And I- and I cried. I did it today and I cried again. Well, first of all, because it's yep. fucking traumatic. But secondly, just, <laughs> well, yes. hearing, just hearing him break. But like, because mm-hmm. he doesn't do it all the time. It's not, you know, it, it, it's not some super sincere podcast because he doesn't do it. it. It it meant a lot. And you knew he was really feeling something. And this is yep. actually when Luke is like, he's very calming and comforting to him. And it was like, oh, this is why I really like this show, because I don't know, there was something, there was a heart at it. And it's, I remember all of those times, like when Luke told everybody that he and Vanessa had broken up and he got Mm -hmm. choked up or when Prince Mm -hmm. died and, or I mean, for God's sakes, when Jen talked about what a wonderful home movie Home Alone was (laughs) and she cried to the point where Tom Tagney was like, oh, I'm going to have to rethink that. Yep. You know, my yeah. mockery of that movie. Yes, my snobbery. I remember all of those bits so much more than any of the super funny stuff. So, sure. Thanks, Alicia. I yeah. like that. All right, Mike, you can read the shortest one from Catherine, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, Thank you for being the voice that let me know I wasn't crazy to listen to these guys. You're wonderful. And I can't wait to hear what's next. P.S. I don't think I made it in time. P.S.S. Did Sean mock Luke at the Seattle show with that naturally curious (laughs) bit? Does anyone remember that? I don't remember. That's me talking. I don't don't remember. You did make it, by the way, Catherine, if if me saying this isn't indication enough. (laughs) I can't imagine that Sean... One listens to the show, and two, if he does, does he like would retain that much stuff. I mean, well, what was the joke? I, I don't remember the. Uh, well, remember context. it was last week when Luke and Andrew were uh, talking to each other about how they were, you know, both so, curious about the world around them and about you know how they read and they don't understand people who don't. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Clearly, I don't. <laughs> well, they so I'm out. That. I'm out. I'm out on this one. I'm out. I'm glad y'all got to hear that show because I, I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. I think it was just a coincidence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he he's not a listener at all. No, I don't think so. Whatever. He he rejected my Facebook friend request like nine years ago, so he can go to. Hell. Oh, that's true. Mm. Same with me. Not that you hold Same a grudge. He rejected you, Hillary. I mean, Bobby, I've I can see tried. you're not a Bobby's not a hot lady. Well, I've never tried. I mean, to be clear, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Fax the newsroom your boobs and we'll see who gets the, the friend <laughs> position. I think he rejected Jeremy, too. And he said, you should like my yep. fan page or whatever. For the mixtape. That's what he sent me. Oh, oh, but I'm not a fan of the mixtape. Exactly. 
Until next week iteration. when we start our new show recapping the mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. It's called That's like mini a real like a mini thirst, right, Hillary? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Am I using that right? Yeah. Yeah, like, like a, a thirst a, trap? A, a hooey, I'm not going to... Pu- a hooey move? No, yeah, I'm not doing You're that. You're such a young person, Mike. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was... I knew a young person once. <laughs> yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah, that young person once. And I studied him. <laughs> <laughs> Sit with it. Well, we have one more contribution in this part from a listener. And rather than having us read it, she uh, said it in her own voice, in her own word. We did get a voice memo from Renee. Thank you so much, Renee. It was so sweet of you. We're just going to play that here. Hello, LRB crew. I just wanted to send in, I kind of feel like I'm repeating what everybody else has sent you, but I have listened to every episode of LRB and thoroughly enjoyed every single one of them. You are all so funny, charming, relatable, Hillary, very pretty. Um, and in short, you guys have become my new imaginary friends. And it's been so great to have, you know, pals to rehash the TBTL episodes. But as time has passed, I could really feel the that the close scrutiny that you guys have done in your recaps has really drained the enjoyment for you guys. And it really made me sad to hear it. I too have the throw my phone moments, but because I listen in a half-assed way, it isn't a drag for me. So in closing, I am so glad that I'm not gonna lose my uh, LRB friendos. I cannot wait to see where you're gonna take us next. And I hope that one day you can reconnect as TBTL in a casual way and enjoy it once again, maybe after uh, a breathing period. So good luck with the next things. I hope all the transitions are smooth. So excited. Love you guys in Aurora. Bye-bye. I do love Renee. I love Renee. I love Renee. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, you, Renee. I'll I'll fax you a picture of my boobs. I mean, come on, Renee's getting them. If anybody's getting them, <laughs> yep. Quid pro quo. <laughs> That's the currency we trade in is boob pics. Yeah. No. All right. I put on the show sheet other business question mark. Not sure what other business we would have. I don't think so. In case Hillary ran out of the house naked again or (laughs) no, Mike had a humiliating shower experience. Anything that we need to talk about? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess uh, I I can talk about the the shower experience again here at the uh, Hampton in Northgate. (laughs) Uh, Once again, requested the shower bench, uh, which is all I need. And once again encountered um, a tub situation with all kinds of unhelpful bars. <laughs> so, luckily, the 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 I, I looked around the hotel room and quickly found the uh, what are they vinyl? Yeah, yeah. vinyl ottomans, yeah. and uh, proceeded to stuff one into the tub <laughs> and uh, got myself a nice uh, shower chair going. So there, there's an update. Perfect. I just like to say that the Diet Coke machine has not been filled yet. Uh, That's my uh, update. uh, When do you quit? 
I don't know. I'm going to have to go to management with my demands. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is what's going to push you to move to Seattle. Like, it's like, this is enough. Yes. I'm done. <laughs> I still know some people at Coke, Ann. I, I, I can look into this oh, for yeah? you. Really. Okay. Give, send me some details on this machine. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll get it filled. Gee, thanks, um, my job is hiring and I keep the Diet Coke flowing. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's true. If I worked at a place where I got free snacks... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe you need to move to like Atlanta. Oh my God. Ooh. Oh. You know, just yeah. drink it right from the the source. Yeah. <laughs> from the the spring, the <laughs> mountain spring, <laughs> from <laughs> which <laughs> the diet coke flows. Yes. <laughs> Tap hit. Wait, the that's of how youth. that works, right? Wait, isn't that isn't Georgia where like FDR's like um, springs were like <laughs> the you know where he would like go like revitalize his legs that's like also where ann goes except it's like diet coke spring it's, it's diet coke, there's a yeah. diet coke gravity bong there yeah i'm gonna live forever i have been to the coke museum and it is awesome i've been twice it is. it's awesome it's I really think I've here before yeah. I, went the, I went to the coke museum alone and i cried during the video <laughs> what oh wow that's awesome they really get you yeah yeah well, because they've got it, they've got one of those hipster boot stompy hand clappy tracks all synced mm, up. That'll with do it every time. Coke shots yep. from around the Don, world. Don Draper figured out the whole. Yeah, thing <laughs> yeah exactly. You, exactly. Just, exactly. I've heard it. it's all these inspirational, like sweet moments of people doing of great things yes. and then enjoying a yeah. Coke. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. choked up. It's Warm Springs, by the way. I know that my dad would be annoyed with me if I didn't know where FDR went. Sorry. <laughs> um, Bobby, when they show the garbage plate at the end and the, and the fizzy Coke next to it, is that when is that when it put you over the that, top and then you just, just had to wait until the lights tear. came up? That's going to be the next generation. Everybody's going to walk into the Coke Museum and be handed a pair of goggles and they're going to read your mind and you're just going to get your version of Coke Heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, uh-huh. Right, the, right. Tacos. Coke Heaven. Is, that's a whole know. different podcast. <laughs> the only problem at the end is they're like you can try you know like unlimited and like all i wanted to try was diet coke or maybe like in a little bit of coke but then they have like cokes from around the world and you're like i don't need israeli coke like i am not interested in that i want Uh, american diet coke kosher coke (laughs) is delicious go to a store you didn't need to pay for the entrance (laughs) go to the gas station yeah (laughs) circle k has what you need sample but really but actually what's cool is you can set your i don't know I, this was a while ago when i went you set your cup down and it like shoots it over to your cup does it still do that bobby where it like goes like bloop, like it knows where your cup is it was very cool as like a 16 year old i was fascinated by it uh it was just a bunch of fountain stations oh, when whoa. i was there just like a gas station but like all in circles and they had all the foreign cokes including the disgusting ones Ugh. and everybody wanted to try those just a heads up cokeheaven.com is available if we are not fully bought in on I and it's like 12 that's, that's a different thing though like i, I feel like that. that's for some different a different crowd that's an la yeah. based uh well we're gonna yeah. have- i don't think we'd last very long just our bodies like if we had to we'd do be that, so we'd thin probably- but we would <laughs> that's right <laughs> Wait, sign me up. I'm back in. Is yeah. that how it works? Oh. Well, all right. So uh, the hockey players do it. Um, Twelve ninety nine. Yeah. No. I'm... Anyway, where were we? <laughs> I think mm. we are talking about the show. Oh, we're uh, talking about other business, Mike. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you have any? 
Well, I so I do. I have wow. actually have a TVTL ish related update that we might as well get out now because it's my last chance. But Sam and I went on a little drive today because we both had the day off, and we went down to the National Comedy Center, which opened in Jamestown, <laughs> New York, last year, and it, that is in Lucille Ball's hometown, and so is that park with the creepy Lucy statue, mm, the bronze mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, there are two. Because there's the one that was super creepy, and then there's the moderately less creepy one that replaced it. But they kept the first one. They just moved it like 10 feet Why? down the sidewalk into a separate spot. Because they paid they for it. For it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, let's get a collection. Let's get this Where thing. Where they went wrong was the teeth. We, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yes. terrifying. She deserves better. Let's get this thing off of yeah, it's the awful. earth. I mean, what? The other sad part grimace. is somebody vandalized the new one recently, and so her teeth are blue mm. and her hair is painted. Or her yeah. eyes are blue, rather, and her hair is painted. And there's a sign yeah, that says... Yeah, she's a comedian. <laughs> she'll be yeah. fine. So there's a sign that says, don't try to clean off the paint. The artist is coming to fix it. So... Oh. Yeah, two two creepy. It's Lucy not statues. like Walter Cronkite was defaced. You know, it's a comedian. They expect to be. You know, they put wigs on them. You know, it's whatever. not like it was a pie. That would be funny. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Put a pie in the face of the. Yeah, that's great. But why? why yes, they paid for that statue, Bobby. But Jesus Christ, what? It's a. It's an insult. And this is supposed to be a place. You know, celebrating this woman. Yeah. It's awful. They should melt it down and make a school bus, just like all the guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Or like Superman Four, when Superman took all the nuclear weapons and dragged them and threw them into the mm-hmm. sun. Yeah, yes, yeah, we could do that too. <laughs> Speaking of Superman plots, we need to get a Superman Two thing going unless we get yes. Amazon back because yep. we are fucked. <laughs> oh, or CoKevin dot com. I mean, that could be our other. Any word on that? Mm-hmm. The uh, Amazon thing. Uh, well, we any we updates? Need to work on that. I mean, the word of mm-hmm. Amazon is absolute. I hear there's no appealing mm-hmm. or arguing with that. So. So we need to trick them, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's why we changed our name. That's 50% of the reason why we changed the name. Yeah. We're going to get Jeremy a fake mustache, and we're going to send him over there. Mm-hmm. Into the Amazon balls. Yep. Trench coat, Ellie and Gus. You know, <laughs> the whole thing. The whole nine yards. All right, let's talk a little TBTL. I hear that there was a live show on a moving really? surface the other night and we had some undercover operatives who were there it's true we were there right mike yeah christy more or less hosted me for the evening and uh, and took care of my accommodations thank you very much christy you're welcome she got me a seat all the way up front by gesturing wildly <laughs> uh, i thought my charades were on point they all no. knew what to do right yeah, yeah, that was it was uh it was something to see. So as as they said on the show, the line was pretty long and it wasn't yeah. moving. I felt bad because if I knew it was Hannah doing it, I would have offered to go help because she doesn't know what anyone looks like where I could just go, "Oh, okay, I, you know, Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I know you. Go in. Yeah, I know that weirdo. Oh, <laughs> or, oh yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Hey, Tits McGee. <laughs> or there's uh, also hey, like dummy. two people doing it rather than one. But I thought it was an official Argosy person with a scanner yeah, and I all that so stuff. Too. So we didn't even stand in line. We let Mike sit down and we stayed with him until the line was. Well, like, I, I bought done. a hot dog uh, yeah. from the hot dog yeah. stand Mike so that some... you know I could lay claim to the space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so then we got in, I mean, like Jeremy was literally the last person on the, on the boat because then they just started letting everyone in. So Mike, you would have gotten in no matter what. I thought they let uniform personnel board first. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes, it's true. If you haven't seen the pictures, Jeremy decided to that he wanted to dress like a sailor. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to know that one of the Halloween costumes being sold this year is a Steve from, what is it? Stranger Things Scoops Ahoy <laughs> costume. Oh. So I went down to, <laughs> to the old Hot Topic and he was Scoop Steve. Of it's a hot topic. Which, <laughs> right? And the best part, and Jeremy had no idea that this even like was part of the show, is on the hat it said Ahoy. Oh. So it mm-hmm. totally fit. So he wore that and he kept going, do I look weird? And I'm like, yes, you look weird. And he's like, I know, but I mean like even weirder. <laughs> like <laughs> he meant like, are the pants like looking weird or whatever but um yes the answer so is yes like <laughs> yes yeah. everything is always all looks really yes. weird um there was another lady dressed like a shark which was funny well well hang on uh let's okay. get back to jeremy's costume okay um <laughs> i didn't know the character uh mm-hmm. so you know uh, but i was fine with it. it it looked cute it looked great people were reacting really well to it the problem is um, we're in Seattle in, in October. Right. And, uh, it's shorts. Cost, it's not Texas. This is, is not Austin awesome weather. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, not that I felt bad for him, but I did I did know what he was going through as uh, we were waiting forever for, for them to get people onto that boat. Um, we would have been there till past the time the boat was going to leave if we – kept you know on without you know the land rush or the boat rush anyway uh jeremy was handling like a champ but i think his boys were running for cover i mean i think they (laughs) They were were way up in there (laughs) so the, the funny part about the uniform or this costume is that the shirt fits fine he's like if this shirt fits you these pants do not fit you because no. they were yeah. like like you said him and mike could be in those pants and they'd still have room yeah. and so he kept like being scared they were falling down <laughs> jeremy does in 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 his defense uh he does have a weird body <laughs> <laughs> he does he has super super long arms that aren't proportionate to his body <laughs> yeah it's, it's very true. So Andy likes I wouldn't judge how a costume tight. fits someone yeah. based on the, the fit <laughs> on Jeremy. He's he's not your like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He likes things super tight and short. So he was very upset about how baggy these things were. Could I borrow uh, the costume? He likes because oh, I'm man. gonna be in San Francisco this weekend and I think it's Fleet Week. Oh he said he's gonna wear this uh, for a Fleet Week in Seattle oh, no. next year. <laughs> he won't have any trouble. He's gonna get some hop on. <laughs> yeah. Just flip some sheer. He is the hop on. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So we got on the boat and I instantly got boat sick. Um, Luckily, I had planned and brought some medication. Um, We pantomimed to John Takamoto and Jack Taylor, Taylor. who were in the front row to save Mike a seat, which they understood and kicked lots of people out trying to steal a seat. So Mike was front and center for the whole thing. I there was so how it was set up is they were in the front. What do they call that? The bow, mm-hmm. the stern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were in one the bow. of those. They were in one of those, and then there was probably how many rows of seats do you think there were? Ten. Mm, yeah, ten to thirteen, okay. somewhere in there. So once you were past those seats, you could barely hear. It sounded like muffled, which is fine. I mean, I know it's probably in, they don't have it set up for recording, so the acoustics were just like muffled where it was. So I just held back and. I didn't hear and until they started 
asking how many people uh, how many episodes you've listened to and everyone was raising their hands and being loud. That's the, that's the first time I heard anything that was happening on the show. So I can only tell you what was happening in the back and Mike can tell you what was happening during the show if you'd like. But y'all heard the show. So So then Mike Uh. be quiet and I will talk. (laughs) But, but uh, a big part of it was after the show is over, just all of the interactions that we had um, got a chance to talk to Alan and, you know, um, so that was great. And, and just, I mean, dozens of LRB people, Mm -hmm. dozens. Yeah. And a couple, I just wrote down a couple of people that came up to me. um, I don't know who came up to Mike, but um, who came up to me and just said, we're so excited for the next thing. And um, just thank you for everything you've done. And that's, Morgan Reeves. We talked to her for a while. Um, let's see. Sarah from Boise. I didn't realize who she was until she walked away and I saw her name tag. So I wish I had talked to her a little bit longer. Um, Sean Vale, who was my uh, TBTL buddy during the show. Um, Alan Christensen, Jack Taylor, and Tier Kittenbottom, <laughs> and Andrea Ballard all came up and said, wished us luck. And those are some of the people that I talked to during the show. Mike, anyone that I missed that you talked to? Um, well, probably, <laughs> probably very many, but, <laughs> but you know me, memory is spotty. <laughs> yeah, I definitely just like every, um, TBTL event for me, the best part is after it's after yes. the yes. show, yeah. interacting with people, seeing everyone get so excited to, to talk to Luke and Andrew and hang out with yeah. them. that That's the best. The one thing that I didn't like, and this is funny because I usually, what I call win the party and I stay until the very last thing because <laughs> that's the only time I have a little bit of FOMO. But for some reason, as soon as the show ended, I started to freak out. Like I cannot leave. I cannot leave. We are in the middle oh, true, of yeah. we're in the middle of a lake. I cannot yeah. get out of this place. Um, and it just felt so weird because I wouldn't have left if it was just on land. But I literally couldn't. And I just kept looking. It felt like that boat was spinning. Right, Mike? Or is that just me? No. Oh, I, I, I was like fine. Was I was sitting the whole time. I think you would have been better if you just sat down. Yeah. Because there was not much you could feel if you were sitting. And it was pretty rocky. Like any time a ferry came by... It was a calm night, but yeah, you're going to get a little fairy stuff. Yeah. So that that was it. I saw Luke a couple times do uh, Flex's superpower of know knowing everybody yeah. mm-hmm. and remembering everything that they've done. I would and expect in fact, nothing when, less. <laughs> <laughs> when I was introducing Sean, because Sean Vale, he's been a listener since radio times, and he had never gone to a live event and never met them. And so I was like, oh, well, we're fixing this tonight. And so I stood with him and said, okay, this is what you need to do when you meet Luke. You need to go up and you say your whole name and he will remember you. And he's like, ah, and he totally did. You know, it was so, I mean, it's just great when people get to meet him for the first yeah. time and they're so excited. I saw a lot of that. So did Sean introduce himself to you? Sean Bale? Yeah. Oh, no. I We knew him from the picnic. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he did say he he was standing in line and I came up and he said something like, I didn't know if I 
if I should have talked to you or if I should introduce myself. And I'm like, come on, <laughs> you've been on our show <laughs> and, and I hung out with you at the picnic. <laughs> we're old friends He's and we're Facebook friends. He's yeah. so nice. And we yeah. talked, mm-hmm. I mean, like the best part was we stood around and talked about my new favorite show, Pose, uh, um, yeah. for about an hour <laughs> and <laughs> it was, it was great. Well, hi, Sean, if you're listening and, and I'm glad you got a chance to meet Luke. And I introduced awesome. you, Mike. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember okay. he was wearing black. He's very tall. He's very tall. You guys were on your way to meet Luke. I was like, I mean, I barely, you dusted me. I mean, it was like, yeah. whatevs. <laughs> Pushed you down. Yeah, pushed me down some stairs. People picked me Mm -hmm. up. They were nice. (laughs) Gave me a slice of pizza. So shall I rip through these show topics then? Sure. Sure. Just touch on them from the actual live show itself. Luke started by talking about how he thinks that people who back into parking spots are quote unquote extra. (laughs) And how he expressed this on Twitter and got into trouble for it. Uh, He is talking about my dad. My dad is one of those people who goes to an event like mm-hmm. my parents had season tickets to orchestra, the Minnesota orchestra. And so my dad would pull into the parking garage and one of those people who will back into the spot that's directly opposite the ramp to go to exit so that he mm-hmm. could just, you know, jet Zoom out of out. there yeah. at the end of the night. Yep. I mean, really, the answer is, is that everybody has backup cameras, so it's just easier to do and it's easier to exit that way. So, I mean, I I do it in my parking garage because it's just easier to jet on out of there. I think it's safer, too, right? Aren't there stats about backing up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if the police are chasing you. (laughs) Yes. It's happening a lot more in in states like Washington because, like, I was trying to go to the Jersey Mike's. The other day and three people backed in. I'm like, this isn't the Washington that I know. This is, you know, this is Texas. In Texas, you're born backing in. I mean, they probably back out of the womb, you know, with their, you know, arm over their shoulder. (laughs) It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Like Cullen is the only native born Texan that I really know well. Hello. And he... Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot. I have a, a new Texan friend. A new sorry, friend. Austinite. We're still learning new yes. things about okay, Hillary sure. every day, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. She fled to California to work in We're malls. A, I don't know why. Trader. State you trader. <laughs> you don't like you don't like Texas. Anyway, <clears throat> so Cullen was born backing in, right? And when you go through like uh, driver's ed, they teach you to put your arm up on the thing and look back yeah. as you backing up your cars. Or, okay, so now that there's cameras. He doesn't look back anymore, but he still puts his arm <laughs> up there. It's it just looks cool. It just looks cool. Yep. It yeah, looks yep. great, right? But the first time I, I was in the car, he's like taking me to some medical appointment. I'm half in the bag, right? And and he puts his arm up, and I'm like. What the fuck are you doing with your arm? Because he's like staring at the camera. He's, he is not. He's not going to look back. He's not going to look back unless he sees like a, a you know, uh, a Pokemon that he can capture. In the fucking... I still look back, even though I have the camera. I do both. Me too. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do both. Yeah. yeah. I go but ba- I do both. I do both. Yeah. And I use my mirrors a lot and, mm-hmm. you know. You can't rely we're the just best on the drivers. Camera. We're the best. No, no. I can't believe how much content we just got out of this asinine tweet. 
We talked right. more about it than they did. Well, how about playing old voicemails as content on your live show? Ugh. Don't do it. Don't do it. That was rough. It was rough. Not some, gonna lie. some classic, classic voicemails where all the people seem to be extremely intoxicated. Uh, both uh, Emily, and I forget what her significant other's name was. Uh, Emily, and then Keith, and then... Yelling guy yep. in the background. <laughs> yelling, yelling old, guy. old hot Greg. I thought that Greg. one was hilarious. I th- okay, I will not comment on the Greg one. But I thought that the one where they were like, and you're charging us? Like, that was that, really funny. Yeah. The content was funny. Yeah. yeah, they were just very, very much... Uh, uh, yeah. Yep. But those voicemails led to maybe my favorite part of the show, which was a brand new job opportunity, a voicemail from Mort, Luke's agent. He's got <laughs> that gig, amazing. a gig for Luke repping for Kohler. He, he can um, promote toilets. <laughs> Slightly used bidet. <laughs> That was fantastic. I missed Mort. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, not a lot of, to talk about with the Mort stuff. It's just pure comedy. No, just mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. The the production value is what puts it over. Yeah. the top really the, impressive. He oh, enlists yeah. at least one other person and, and who he, plans he's it at, out. Yeah, yeah. That's what gets me is that that Mort. Um, sorry, Chris gives a fuck about this bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't put out shit. And I legit, for the first mm, seven years of TBTL, thought Mort was like a real person. I, I think I think you DM'd me one time, Hillary, about that. And I was like, well, let me tell you something. I know. I definitely got lots of people asking me, like, that's so mean. Why does he fire him? Hey, Lukey. Because they got more absurd as it went on. Like, right. at first it was like a little bit more, slightly more realistic. But yeah, then it got to be ridiculous. Well, I think if you grew up in Seattle, you had a, a head start on this because I recognized Chris Cashman's voice. Yes, yes, as yes. soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, there's Chris Cashman. This is going to be a good bit. Lukey B. <laughs> right? right? Uh, we had an appearance from Sean DeTori. Christy, you said that Sean looks good. Yes. Still got a beard? Yep. He looks... They, both, all three of them are just aging and getting more handsome which yeah. you know fuck that them moment, but fair. yeah he has some gray in his beard and he looks good he's trying for new jobs at cairo like yeah he's just doing great good That's for awesome. him so they have sean come up and sit in for top story they spent almost no time on this top story about the spanish police boat that was uh chasing a boat full of smugglers and capsized and uh, they had to be rescued by the smugglers themselves. And then mm-hmm. Luke was so upset that they didn't like give the smugglers a break. They still arrested them. They weren't just like, oh, okay, well, quid pro quo. I'm kind of on Luke's side. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like not how the law works. If the helicopter is going to eventually lead to their arrest and the guys drowned that they left, now they have some good Samaritan laws to mm, true. face as well as the drug charges. So they did what they had to do. And I think they it's for the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do all right. I mean, obviously, 
We'd like to see them let go, but what are they going to do? Just go smuggle more drugs. Something needs to be done. Yeah. We'd like to see them let go. Speak for yourself. They're going to the pokey. <laughs> okay. Bad people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And that's just a teaser. Just put that in there. That's for our segment when we, you know. Mike, you could not be more wrong. <laughs> Criminal justice corner. Uh, felons can be rehabbed, right, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> To some extent. (laughs) Uh, They had a little segment that they called Sean's Helping Sean's. They had a listener (laughs) named Sean who, because of his, I guess, his military job, had been unable to attend any live shows before and would probably not be able to attend again. And he was uh, really socially anxious. And so he wrote into them about that. And they wanted Tori to give him a little advice on how... Sean's should cope with these sorts of things. Um, The thing that I really liked in this was Sean's delineation of small talk, medium talk, and large talk. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was great. (laughs) Because as as an introvert, a strong introvert, I have no capacity for small talk. That I just don't know how to do it. I really don't. Like, I try, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work for me. This weather and what do you do for a living stuff. I can't. I can't. So the idea of medium talk, I think, is genius. Yeah. I agree. And I, I think that Sean is right. And, you know, this is what Luke is so good at, um, is asking somebody else about themselves. Because Mm-hmm. Some people don't like it, but you know, like I'm an asshole and I love talking about myself. So it's like if somebody, it's like I, it's like a catnip to me, you know, if you just kind of throw out something that's not about the weather necessarily, but just about like your kids, whatever, something sort of slightly deeper than small talk. It, I think you can keep it going and, and it's not as awkward. That reminds me starting next week when we're looking for segments to ask you about all of the sleeves on your t-shirts. <laughs> okay done let's put it on the list <laughs> uh they played a game i mean was this a contest or a quiz it was kind of both they picked a couple of people from the audience people who said that they had listened to three thousand or more tbtls and then they had them go back and forth trying to identify audio drops does anybody else want to say how they feel about this quiz? I just... Nick did a, did a good job. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the Celine quote drop was a little a bit of a weird choice because that's not one they use very often. Right. No. It's not yeah. canon. Yeah. Yep. All the others were pretty well known. And that one's, I know that one because it's so like weirdly deep about and but awkward about what she's saying but yeah i thought it was sort of weird that they were throwing it in do you think they planned it like they had a plan of which ones they were going to do or they just decided to start playing them i think he did have a plan because i think he had luke, a list luke said he was, he was down coming down to the end of the pre-prepared mm-hmm. list mm-hmm. well and andrew I, had some backups i personally think that bobby and i's quiz at the 2000 show was much better correct yes. Yes. That no one could ever hear right. except for fewer than <laughs> yeah. right. that was when I first that night of the two thousand show was when I first met Meredith. Um and oh, we yeah. all got very intoxicated. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite a night. We went and had yeah, we had pickle oh shots. Picklebacks. Pickle right. shots. Yep. Picklebacks, yeah. <laughs> Hot. That was, was fun. a good night. <laughs> and yeah. and they they finish good off time. the live show with a short Q and A. 
Mm-hmm. And that was it. I was going to say, and then everyone left. But as Christy pointed out, you were all <laughs> trying to go stuck there. <laughs> hey, was that the night we all ended up at that shitty sports bar? Um, yeah, but I wouldn't call it a shitty sports bar in Seattle because if you're a Huskies fan, it's the place to go. Okay, but it was still shitty. And the reason I bring that up is because <laughs> though you can have a place that is that kind of bar, but is also shitty. But I say that because one of my favorite moments ever of Jeremy was his shaved bald head standing in front of the projector TV projector and just having the NFL logo perfectly on his dome. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll never forget that for some reason that that visual is just burned into my head because he was committing some sort of copyright violation with his head. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't remember what it's called. Earl's Mike, you know, Earl's on the Ave. Mm, No. What? Maybe it doesn't matter. It was just that that moment of that night will just always be with me for some reason, and I can't really explain why. That's a good one. Anyway, back to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's move on to the other part of our show for tonight, and that's what I call TBTL, a celebration. We are saying goodbye to TBTL as a show, not necessarily as individuals, but... We thought this would be a good time to talk about, you know, the things that made us want to do this show in the first place. The wonderful things, the things that we remember, the things that we'll take from TBTL. I came up with a list of questions, but I don't know that we necessarily have to, like, you know, go through them one at a time and everybody says their thing. But uh, I just want to get a general sort of group discussion And let's just start with that first question of uh, what made us all check TBTL out? We we found out that it was a thing. What actually made us go to the radio or the internet or whatever? All right. What should we do? What order should we do? Do you have an order? Yeah. Oldest. I just said we wouldn't necessarily have an order. (laughs) Oh shit. We'll be here all night if we all answer all of these questions in order. Exactly. Let's just one at a time. Yeah, it was wait. It was wait, wait. Don't tell me for me. Me too. And I know that was a lot of people's introduction to TBTL. I can actually double up here. It was it was wait, wait for me. And for this question about what made you keep listening was loneliness. Uh, I've said it here a couple of times before, so I can say it really quickly now. But I had tried listening a couple of times, but it really stuck when I suddenly had like a three hour a day commute. Yeah. And 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 no friends in Rhode Island after we moved there, and uh, I became fast friends with with the whole TBTL cast of characters. It felt like to me anyway, even though they had no idea who I was back then. Yeah, and and I uh, I think Hillary, you and I had the same thing as that we were both looking for something to pass the cubicle yep. hours. Yep, exactly. which is just a you know a different sort of of yep. the same, I guess, a variation on what Bobby was looking for. I yep. I remember. I was listening to the back catalog and I listened to the story of Jen getting abandoned at the wedding (laughs) and I got so angry on her behalf that people would treat her this way that I had to like take off my headphones and walk away. And I was like, (laughs) how dare anybody treat my friend Jen this way? And then I was like, wait a minute, you don't, you've never met her. You don't know her. How can you feel (laughs) such kinship for her? I used to try to make, two things I used to try to make people listen because I was like oh my gosh this is like the 
show that I have found that is as close to my sense of humor as I've ever found before. And I would try to make people listen to like just little bits of it, like for whatever. And I've said this before, for whatever reason, when when Luke imitates Casey Kasem, it, it makes me laugh so hard. And I would be like, listen, and I'd be like crying, like, like heaving, like, listen to this. You have to listen. And they're like, that's yeah, that's funny. And I'm like, no, you don't, you don't get no, no. it. Um, and I like legitimately cried on the last show, like the last radio show, because um, I was just devastated and really didn't think it was going to go on. I was really not sure it was going to go on, and obviously it did. But um, but yeah, I was I was super committed to it. Well, I started listening. I think people I've heard this story before, but I I knew Luke because uh, my friend Bill from college was his boss on a show called Rewind, and Luke was a writer and a performer. And we uh, we went out to a baseball game, and it was kind of a friend fix-up, you know, because Bill just knew that Luke loved sports, and I love sports, and, you know, we we said funny things, ha-ha. So we had, you know, we had a little, we hit it off at the game or whatever, but I didn't hear anything else about Luke or of Luke or whatever until however many months or years later, and my friend Dave in L.A. said, hey, um, Luke Burbank has a show on on the radio in Seattle, and so I tuned it in, and I was about two weeks in, so I listened back to the podcast, and I just started getting into it. Yep. So that's my story. I also was lonely. I had a new job commuting to Seattle an hour each way, and I was listening to Adam Carolla because it was the first podcast I listened to, yeah. and then my brother-in-law's like, you have to listen to this TBTL. And I was like, nah, I'm good. And then they tricked me. They had me over for dinner and put it on the radio. And I was like, what is this? Because it was the week they were doing Thunderdome. And then I was like, Shh, you guys be quiet, be quiet. I have to listen to all this end. And then I was like hooked ever since. Are they yep. still into it? No. <laughs> yeah. Aww. That's where it goes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Getting back to what Hillary was saying about, playing Luke's Casey case and for people have any of you had any success evangelizing to other people for TBTL other than mm. I guess Christy Bart? was evangelized mm -hmm. I have actively yeah. not tried to do that <laughs> yeah I really haven't either I think it's a really vulnerable thing to yeah. show yeah. other people something that you love with you know yeah. the risk that they won't like yeah. it I I think I one time made my brothers watch the Oops, the Dirty Monster <laughs> so video. And they, yeah. I, you know, I felt like if there's anything and they're like, yeah. like you said, Hillary, yeah, that's funny. I'm like, yeah, oh, but when it. you know when somebody says, mm -hmm. yeah, that's funny, but they're not actively laughing, you're like, okay, well, you don't sure. actually yeah, yeah. think it's yeah. funny. Um, my best friend, Missy, who listens to LRB and now Tishi, um, she listened to it for a period when she had a little bit more of a flexible schedule, but it wasn't like she, she really liked Jen and their, and the dynamic between Jen, Sean and, um, Luke. And I just think that she was not as interested. Like she wasn't as diehard and she didn't, it, there's this, 
you know, this philosophy of like, I can't, I was just listening to something about it and about how like when you devote enough time to something, it's like with MLMs, like when you like put enough money into something, then you're like, well, I can't pull out now because I put so much time and money into <laughs> right. it. Sometimes I feel like yeah. that about TBTL where I'm like, I put so much time, like I'm not going to give up now. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just have a relationship with it and I can't give it up even though sometimes I want to strangle them. It just is <laughs> like, like a part of married. my life at this point. Yes, it is like being right. married. <laughs> Your podcast husbands, yikes! <laughs> <laughs> Just wait, at, wait until you find out that Herbalife God. is sponsoring the new podcast. <laughs> hey, if they want to give us money, I'm not going to say right. <laughs> I just think I think TBTL is a show that you have to discover. Mm-hmm. I think it's something yeah. that other yes. people can't yes. show you. Yeah. Because it's not a single moment or a single thing. It's the aggregation of a bunch of moments. And it has to come along at the right time for the right person. I think that's kind of how it works for all of us. To be sad and lonely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can I destroy the order of these questions for a minute? And and they're all worth answering. But to to jump to the last question that you, you thoughtfully wrote, which is what do you hope for TBTL in the future? I hope that it continues to fill a void like that for people who need it when they need it. And and I'd say that because, mm-hmm. you know, we talk a lot about TBTL in eras like uh, the Gen era and the Andrew era, but the APM era, the pre-APM era. But it's been much more of an evolution. It's been it's been much more gradual than that, the way the show has changed over the years. And fuck, the show is 12 years old. I mean, mm-hmm. of course it's going to change and grow and the people are going to be different. I mean, it is basically a third of Luke's life. Yeah, And so yeah. I, I hope that it's, you know, even though it's not doing for some of us what it used to, I, it it has a lot of listeners now that it didn't have then, as evidenced by the audiences at these live yep. shows recently. And, and I hope that they're getting what they need and what they want out of it. Like, I, I just, I think we all have to be a little more comfortable with coming and going from things like this. I don't think that podcast monogamy is necessary here and it's okay to come and go. And uh, mm-hmm. I just hope that it keeps fulfilling some need for people like it did for all of us at some point. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I wrote too is um, that I hope that it continues until they aren't making any money or having fun anymore. And then it helps people find community and their fellow nerds. Yep. Cause yeah. we're all a bunch of nerds. Yep. <laughs> Such nerds. And I hope we can do the same thing as long as we're still having fun and having our yep. people yeah. and giving people something like that. The elite nerds. We right. only want the cool nerds. <laughs> Super nerds. Right. Yeah. I I had the same sort of, I don't know, existential feelings when I quit watching General Hospital like eight or nine years ago. I was like, Jax, what's I have, happening with you? I have watched so many hours of this television show <laughs> and the people are so pretty yep. and maybe i want to find out what happens what did happen in the garbage wars i don't know but i'm pretty sure yeah. it's nothing special <laughs> <laughs> but i think it was something that i i've learned like with tv a little bit earlier than i have with podcasts because i used to feel like if i started watching a tv show i had to watch it all the way through the yeah. end yeah. And I've really become much more comfortable with saying, you know, this isn't Doesn't really work for me. I mean, yep. Grey's Anatomy isn't something that's, you know, giving me the thing that it used to give me anymore. And so I need to, I don't need to keep with it to the bitter end, you know, the 93rd car crash or <laughs> fairy disaster. <laughs> 25th or season. Yeah. It, exactly. They make it seem like Seattle's the 
the most terrifying place to live. I know. There's just really a lot of accidents that happen yeah. there. <laughs> and and I just think that, that podcasts in general are so much more personal and you can yeah. have a much more personal relationship mm-hmm. with them that it's I feel like it's harder for me to learn the same lesson with that. I really have been sort of establishing a rule and this does not extend to TBTL as much, honestly, but there are some shows that I listen to and I'm like, is this sparking joy for me anymore? Or does it feel like a chore to listen to? And, and it's not something that I'm podcasting about. So in the parlance of, of uh, what's his face, Adam Carolla, is it making you money or making you happy? And I, and I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time with it. And for the most part, for the majority of TBTL, it has made me happy and it is something I've enjoyed. Now, is it a slog sometimes? Absolutely. (laughs) But I, I love those guys. And even though I've critiqued them many, 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 many times, I love them. And I think that they have good hearts and Mm -hmm. I respect the fact that they were in this podcast business really early on. And like, they kind of paved the way for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think the slog is part of what builds the bond too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I respect their grind. I mean, I can be charming as fuck, you know, once a week for an hour and a half, <laughs> but there's no way it could happen yeah. for five days. Yeah, just so, no one's mean, getting on a boat to hang up. out with you, Mike. Let's just say that. <laughs> Hurtful. Hurtful. Oh, me either. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've started to get into this, but let's talk a little bit more about what role TBTL has played in our lives these last 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years. I mean, I sure as hell wouldn't know any of you if it wasn't yeah. for TBTL. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I was, I sort of said this, like, I, I still feel like the new kid here, but it's brought me, like... I text y'all a lot of times before I text my best friend. Sorry, Missy. Um, and like, that's a real, like, it's important to me. Y'all are important to me. And the audience is important to me. I mean, I beg y'all for compliments on a weekly basis, which is sort of pathetic, but, um, but y'all are important to me and I, I've grown to love it. And I found something that, you know, I love to do and, and it, and truly enjoy it and look forward to it every single week. And, I'm sad that this isn't the way that I can make money because I would love to quit my job. <laughs> but, um, but I love it. And I love you guys and the Wagoneers and the to be named t shears <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be. Named, yeah. but, um, but it's brought a lot to my life. I don't know if I can speak for everybody else, but I don't re- really remember you not being a part of the group, which is weird. <laughs> well, yeah. I Hillary's think that I messaged y'all enough. Yeah. <laughs> I've been the silent Wagoneer, and then I was the very extremely vocal Wagoneer for the last <laughs> 18 months or so. I just feel like you've always been on the show. <laughs> well, same, but thank you. Uh, the TBTL community is kind of a fraternity, and, and that's something – and it's not just us. I mean, we – uh, us hosts, co-hosts as friends and the sort of people in our inner orbit who – maybe would be co-hosts if we had the time and energy to bring more people into the fold. And I mean, you know, Phyllis, who's a part of our group chats. And by the way, when we were talking about naming this show and the vibe we wanted to have for this show, for the new show, it really has a lot to do with basically wanting to have an audio version of our legendary group chats. Right. I mean, yeah. the, the group chats that we talk about, quote unquote, 
started as utility functions. You know, the the Facebook chat was literally just us planning the show before we had a Slack. And and then it just became sort of this living room where we all come and go and talk about our, our lives and whatever's going on, whether it's TBTR related or not. And that's that's the environment we wanted to create. So for us, that's incredible because, right, none of us would have met. And, and we are not all that similar. We have similar no. taste. I think we all share a fairly similar sense of humor, and that's what links us all through TBTL. But um, we're fast friends because we have this common language that we share and that extends to all TBTL listeners and, Mm -hmm. and tens. And you can go to almost any major city in the country and put a call out somewhere saying, Hey, I'm going to be in New York. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be there. And you can be flooded with friends and suggestions and, and offers of places to stay and people want to meet up. And that's incredible because I was never in a fraternity. I was far too nerdy. And, um, just just to have those people out there who you can meet for the first time and instantly know enough about them to skip the small talk uh, <laughs> yeah. is, is incredible. Two of us have been married on the show. So. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's pretty big. Let's not give that short shrift. <laughs> right, right. And, and I know all of you because of the show. Um, but more importantly, I know most of you because of LRB. And most of you really well because of LRB. I wouldn't know Christy as well as I know her if we hadn't done this. And I wouldn't know Bobby as well either. And I wouldn't have known either Meredith or Anne um, without it. Hillary was going to make her way in there. (laughs) Or my way into your life. (laughs) You just have to give in to that. But, uh, yeah, it's been a great great ride. And and y'all are everything to me. I have nothing else. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say it's given um, me community, a husband, friends. And um, so th- this is kind of a weird thing, but I still kind of have like this crippling shyness where I can't talk in front of groups or go up to people or I never would go somewhere alone. And like emailing with Jen before right when I started listening to the show and then being able to go to an event all by myself and have the nerve to talk to her and then just everyone being so nice and meeting people and just feeling a part of community instantly has like helped me a lot, I guess. Mm -hmm. To have confidence. Yep. I don't want to repeat what everybody else has said, but I I would echo it all. And the thing I want to add is that I think that um, especially in the last couple of weeks since we've announced this change, the feedback that we've gotten has been so overwhelmingly good. Yes. I am just so thrilled every time I get one of you guys' emails. And I think that our, specifically our listeners, the, the intersection between TBTL and LRB, uh, the, the definite P1s, are they're just such incredible people. They're just so wonderful, and they're so supportive. And I was expecting to get some blowback, and we didn't get any, I don't no, think. No, Like, this has just been so reaffirming and so, you know, validating. It's great. And I just want to thank all of our listeners for sticking by us during this. This is, this is really exciting yeah. for us, and I hope that it's exciting for you guys, too. Well said. So how about favorite TBTL memories? 
I categorize this either things that happened on TBTL or things that happened at live shows or maybe meetups or, you know, whatever came from TBTL that you remember that you love. You know me, Ann, meetups. It's all about the meetups. Um, we've met up twice at the Moon Tower here in Austin. Oh, so fun. Uh, one time, I think, before the Stub show, the night before Yeah, it was the, the night before show. the Stub show. It was like the, the rehearsal always... dinner before the TBTL <laughs> event. That was Those are always fun better. Night. It was mm-hmm. so fun. It was fun. Those are always better yep. because, I mean, yeah, and then the next day, you know, you're teetering. <laughs> And, the vo- <laughs> and, and and remember the volleyball players? Oh my god! <laughs> and they we learned a valuable around. lesson. We learned a valuable lesson about not trying to look too cool and <laughs> lose a whole yeah, bunch of interviews because we audio. refused all to wear headphones. Now, okay, all right. Listen, it wasn't <laughs> about trying to look cool or trying to not look dorky. Mm-hmm. I just felt like. The recording stuff was a multi-headed hydra with like two uh, microphones coming out and headphones. And I just wanted to like minimize the cords. And I was like, it'll be fine. When It It was also too damn hot. It was too damn hot to be. That was just the start. That was just the start of that summer. Oh, my Lord. Uh, No, that was really fun. And then and then when Bobby came, we went to wait, wait. Is that what it was? We went to wait, wait. Don't tell me. Yeah. Uh, Could have been. Yeah. It was was, uh, at the university. Yeah. It was super fun. Okay, Hillary, what are your favorite? Um, my favorite, I mean, there's a lot. Obviously, the Moon Tower ones. I loved the, when everybody came to Austin because I was like, felt like I was a host and, you know, that pleases me. <laughs> Being fetid, of course. <laughs> um, but, you know, I remember when Jen was doing her, like, tour right after TBTL was canceled and then Jen and Jason were doing their tour, you know, around America, basically. And she said she was coming to Austin and they were going to have a get-together. And it was the night of my grandmother's 90th birthday in Washington, D.C. And it was like the one night that I was not going to be there. And I was oh. devastated because Jen and I had communicated. Like I was on the show once, like as a, um, what was the segment? Um, call taker, or no, call makers. I was mm-hmm. on call makers. And so like, I felt like I connected with her and we had written back and forth. Anyway, I was devastated. So I wrote. You would have met Emily. Emily went to that. It was like at the Broken Spoke or well, something. Well, no, like I didn't because I couldn't go to it. So I, I wrote. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, for me. Yeah, you would have, you I would have met her, her, but I couldn't. So I wrote her and I said, I'm really sad you're not going to be. I'm not going to be there. But if you're here any other time, you know, I don't leave until Thursday or whatever. And she said, well, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to be there like Monday through Saturday or Sunday. So I'm happy to meet with you. So we went to the Driscoll, which is an old historic oh, cool. hotel. Oh, and and yeah, it's awesome. On like a Wednesday night or something. So it was just Jen. Classy. And, yeah, it was awesome. It was just Jen and me. And Jason was doing something and he ended up coming and I met him. And of course he was like perfect and lovely. But we, Jen and I had such a good time. Like it wasn't, it was so great because it wasn't just me like fanning out, which I mean, of course I did a lot of that, but it wasn't just me fanning <laughs> out. Like we actually were super connected. Like it would be one of those. I felt like if we lived in the same town, we would be friends. Like we would have connected on some level. So yeah. it was, that was the and time. Jason is a Dave. When, once you meet Jason, you're like, oh, oh, I like the guy better than me. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's more that you're like, oh, he's a better person than she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, or all of us, he, he, right? Good Jason's a better person than all of us. Than everybody. Yeah, she's great. a little sketchy, yeah. but uh, but the dude seems so. Uh, yeah, exactly. But anyway, so I she was lovely, and um, 
I just I had such a good time with her. I like I was going through some my emails a couple weeks ago. And I, I don't know, I hit upon, I was looking for old pictures and I found a picture of when I sent out when Bridget was born, like, a you know, email blast, <laughs> all these people, which I'm sure they're like, great, thank you so much. Um, this is pre like me posting on Facebook as much. And so I sent it to Jen. She was included on my email blast list and she responded and it was such a nice email and it was like, I'm so happy for you. You know, whatever. She said something very nice. So I, she always has my heart and I don't know. It was just a, it was a memorable time and made me kind of stick with the show, even though she wasn't on it as much. It just like she's awesome and she started this whole mission and made it great. Um, I can go. Um, so just quickly listing them off. When I was on Callmakers, that was pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see when I won the TBTL trivia at the Hunger Games. Oh yeah, um, and I got the. Dimitri Martin's This is a Book. I still have it. Um, the last radio show when I got so annoyed. I mean, like, I'm so nerdy. Standing outside with, like, three other people crying, singing. Um, what song was it? Don't Stop Believing. Everyone was crying and singing it um, outside of a radio station. Um, and then Jen came out and was super sweet. Uh, Jen coming to my wedding. Oh. Getting engaged kind of on the show. <laughs> was kind of a good memory um (laughs) only because like I didn't know it was happening obviously and I am like I said before very embarrassed and introverted and all of a sudden I'm standing up and everyone is looking at me and taking pictures and I kind of like blacked out and then afterwards I was like Jeremy why did you let me wear this today (laughs) Because, because and I had walked there, so I was like sweating and like my hair was sticking to my. It was like not great. And he goes, "Oh yeah, like what would you have said if I said you should probably not wear that today?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. I would have killed you." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, lots of great memories. I could go on. Oh, yep. but I think my favorite memory of our show probably was Ann and I interviewing people after the Austin show. It was just so fun. Oh my God. <laughs> if you really want to hear Dave, he's on that show. Oh my <laughs> God. That was hilarious. It was so fun to just stand in the back and, and it's a great way because um, both Ann and I are pretty introverted, but it was a great way because you have a microphone and headphones and you can like be, you know, ask all the questions and people like to be on the show and get excited about talking to us so it's a fun way of like being at a party but kind of being on the fringe Mm -hmm. that was the weekend that dave became king of the 11s (laughs) (laughs) self-proclaimed right (laughs) self-proclaimed uh i think i just escaped his hug the other night oh my god at one point he he was standing on the boat saying i'm king of the tens i saw it yeah this is why I always tend bar at work parties because yep. you, you have something to keep yourself busy. You have an excuse to jump to the next conversation and everybody comes to see you at some point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Um, thinking about memories. I mean, I could list a ton, but instead what I'll do is bookend to one fairly early and one pretty recent. Um, I, I do think before I say that, I will say I've, I've had an interesting interaction with the anniversary shows the the 1000th show luke intoxicated read a long email of my defense of ncis <laughs> in front of the audience 
And then Great. the 2000th episode, uh, Christy and I got to give our quiz to the tens of people who could actually hear it. Yep. Uh, and uh, there's no good recording of that, so we'll never get to relive it, sadly. And then uh, and then now, you know, we're looking at the 3000th show and, and, and seeing how this has all grown and changed. And that's, that's just, it's incredible. I always feel like all these things just happen, like all this is pretty new. And then I realize, no, we've been doing LRB for four years and change. TBTL has been around for a very long time. Um, But a couple of these bookend things for me, the the early thing is my first trip to Seattle was a one night trip. And it's because Sam had a conference in Denver and I uh, twisted my flights around so that I could fly to Seattle and then go from Seattle to Denver to catch up with her. And I landed and Mike picked me up and gave me the star treatment and took me to the Mariners game. And we stayed at that that budget-friendly business hotel in Bothell. <laughs> Comforting. <laughs> and One bed, two men. I was, it was two beds and... Oh, I can't believe that beds? was your first time coming to Seattle. Two, two beds and, and 1.9-something <laughs> men at the time. You were already missing a couple toes mm-hmm. then, Mike. And... And just the fact that this warm, friendly group of otherwise relative strangers would just take me in, take care of me, and the fact that I felt no hesitation about throwing myself into the arms of a many times over convicted felon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You were asleep well before me and your wallet was right there. (laughs) It had been a very long day for me. I knew I could have that wallet if I really wanted. <laughs> uh, and it just, just that was the very beginning of just, uh, I, I've lost track of how many times I've been to Seattle now to visit, just for all of us to hang out and have picnics and spend time together as a group and, and not always around TBTL, but also just for us and Christy coming to your wedding. It's just, you know, all these things, uh, all because that first day, you know, we just 21 night trip and it felt like there was never going back. We were all just so close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second thing I wrote in this little column is is more of just one of many example. I asked Sam about this earlier. We were driving back from our little day trip, and I was <laughs> reading through these questions to her. And I said, what are your favorite TBTL memories on or off the show? Sam, by the way, who gave me a hug earlier in the kitchen right before we were about to start recording and said, hey, I know this is really emotional for you. I don't understand any of it, <laughs> but I understand. But I, I understand that it's very emotional for you. And she just That's said, a good wife. "TBTL memories. How about my memory being here, not understanding why a box of Oreo cream showed up at the house?" <laughs> Will McQuill and that asshole, <laughs> and just knowing that it had something to do with your podcast and your friends. <laughs> And just how many times something like that has happened? I mean, uh, just just me laughing about something and her looking at me going, "Oh, it's 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 from your show, isn't it? It's your friends again." <laughs> and and sincerely, I mean, most of my best friends now are all of you through this show and through TBTL, and so all of my favorite memories, TBTL or otherwise, in my life, a lot of them revolve around us. Yeah. So. I need to stop talking now or else I'm going to beat Mike to the crying. <laughs> yeah. Bobby, you made me Too late. remember that first 
Mariners game that you're talking about, was that the one where they tried to do a little bit of live broadcasting from the show? <laughs> yep. Like not on Periscope or whatever. Because I remember... Wink or winks. Yep. Mm-hmm. I listened to that and I wanted to be there so desperately that mm-hmm. I cried Aww. at home that night. I had extra tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Not airline tickets. No. I didn't even know Anne at the time. <laughs> I really did. And I think I think there was on the Stens page, I think there was a thread of people who were all having FOMO, like me, were like posting pictures of you know, grilling on the deck and, you know, here's what I'm having Aww. for dinner tonight while I'm listening to this live broadcast. And I, you know, I was still just lurking on the Sten's page at that point and I was just like scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and wishing that I was there. Yeah. That might have been uh, been a high point for our relationship band because I think uh, I sat with Luke and we talked during that weird broadcast on that stupid startup or whatever it is. So if you heard my voice and then you turned it off in FOMO, <laughs> I consider that a high point <laughs> in our relationship because I don't think that would happen now. You'd be happy to get, you know, get away from whatever involved me in uh, any way. Frizzell talking again. Uh, <laughs> I know. Get it off. Get it off. I have off. one of the more favorite pictures I've ever taken uh, is actually Luke and Andrew broadcasting from that Mariners game trying to talk into Luke's phone. At mm-hmm. the Mariners game, and it's just this this right. action shot. Mixler, Mixler, right. yes, that's what it was. No e. Wait, but Bobby, didn't you take the picture of um, Elian and Mike as well? I did. That's the that one you? I was thinking of. Two of oh, my favorite so pictures good. taken yeah, that day. Yeah. Yes, so yeah. cute. Oh, I forgot about that one. And she was just tiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, now she's as tall as Mike. <laughs> she was a green grasshopper, though. Yep, she was a green grasshopper. You went to her game. Yeah, if I don't put my legs on, we could probably yeah. just play catch just yeah. right down there. Her the own floor. mother didn't go to any games that year, but all my weird <laughs> podcast friends did. <laughs> she refused to play at the game. Oh, she that, did. Okay. That, yeah. That I went to. Yep. She refused yep. to play. Hey, no if it doesn't why. feel right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. She's, She's in a slump. Asking for a trade. Yep. I think. <laughs> There's better snacks on the other side. <laughs> she said her back was hurting. Yeah. Is it? Is that the day I told her that only players get snacks? Yeah. And, and wouldn't let her have any? Okay. Uh-huh. You are the worst mom ever. I'm a hard ass. I'm a hard ass. I loved it. I loved it. I, I, standing ovation. <laughs> Maybe we should have a uh, evil stepmom of a certain age uh, be a segment next <laughs> yes. on our next show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about... The people themselves want to oh God. think about think about Luke. This is where I'm going to cry. Yeah, think oh. about Andrew. Think about Jen. Do we need to start with Detori? I mean, is anybody <laughs> going to cry over Detori? Uh, Christy will. <laughs> Remember the time he put the toothpicks in his beard? <laughs> oh, he was down. Sean was down. That's that's. Uh, I'll give him that forever. He's oh down. yeah. He he was great, yeah. Um, I think we learned that on the the first or second show when he talked about putting the electrodes on his junk for the yeah. research. Yep. That we knew, yeah. right? Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was down for yeah. everything. That was the best part. And he was the, I mean, because Luke, I guess all he ever did is like drink and go to uh, either karaoke or the casino. Goldies. Yeah. That's the same story all the time. Jen, she's married. She, you know, she had some fun adventures, but... 
Sean could keep them entertained with what he did that night after leaving right. every single right. day. And it was amazing. Yeah, he was he was great. Very cute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Big leaving um, ingredients on the bus when he was bringing them <laughs> for cooking with Sean. Misidentifying yes. So many cheese. things. Riding <laughs> his bike. Do you love a guy that kind of like is awesome, but also needs a little bit of help? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> I, like the broken, I like the broken toys That's for your sure. Type. Yeah. And like something's ringing broken. <laughs> I also like that he's like the same height as me. That's yes. unusual yep. because yep. I'm short. So. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else with Sean? Or should we just go in order like that? Yeah, is it? Yeah, does anybody have a Sean? <laughs> I'm not sure I can top that. I mean, I love Sean, but I don't think I can do be- <laughs> yeah. better than that. All right, how about Andrew? What do we What do we feel about Andrew? And I feel like Andrew is like frustrates you, but is like your sole person. Like you understand <laughs> him deeply. I do understand him because I'm the same sort of introverted, <laughs> the same sort of self loathing um i think that andrew is where i was pre working in retail and pre therapy i think working in retail taught me a lot about people that andrew hasn't learned in the way that he makes things so intensely personal and i couldn't work in retail and continue to do that and then obviously, you know, a lot of talking to a therapist has really helped me. But yeah, I think Andrew comes from a very authoritarian household, which I do, uh, feels very strongly about rules and following the rules. And I really identify with the way that he talks about his parents in that he always says that he knows they loved him, but they didn't seem to be very nurturing parents and yeah. I'm getting into trouble here because there's always an off chance that my mom will decide to check this out <laughs> You're like love you mom <laughs> I do I do love my mom and yeah. you know Andrew talks about his dad yeah. so fondly that it's clear there is affection but I think when you have um, sort of emotionally stunted parents it makes for emotionally stunted children <laughs> I, yeah. I, I really understand Andrew in that way yeah uh, yeah. Um I can go about Andrew. I had to write it down or else I would start to cry. So um I also think he's like like you said about Annie's like my podcast soulmate because yeah. we're so similar. He had giant shoes to fill when he came in and poss- impossible expectations put on him and he's constantly competing with the memory of Jen and right. it's not fun or fair. Um but Behind the scenes, he does a lot of things for for tens and um, that, that like hardly anyone knows about. So I really appreciate that. And if he wasn't there, the show wouldn't exist. And basically, he's the super ego to Luke's id. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So that's what I said. Without, I'm almost crying, but not really. <laughs> Someone else go. Well, think- okay, I'll. Oh, sorry. Go I ahead, think right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I think nope. also another way that I understand him is that he tries really hard. And actually, Chrissy and I talked about this 
on a clip show that when you are trying so hard, then when you fall short and people criticize you, it hurts even more. Yeah. And yeah. I think that he really cares so much. I mean, he really, he has a, like a heart that's so big. Yeah. He really does yeah. care about people. He struggles to handle that emotionally. Well, I think as you said, I mean, we're not going to negative town at all but the the thing that i hope for andrew is that he gets he goes to therapy because i think he's such a good person and i just he think really he is mm -hmm. I, he is and i get frustrated with him because i think he has a lot of emotions that he's yet to deal with and it's and i think it's not anything more complicated than like going to therapy and talking it out with a third party you know like it's just like somebody who's not genevieve somebody who's not your parents or luke and just talking it out to somebody who can give you sort of clear feedback. Um, and that's what I hope for him. I do understand he had pretty tragic experience when uh, he was a sure. kid with yeah. therapy, yeah. but it's not all like that. No, oh, right. The no, therapist who said she thought he might grow up to be, be a psychopath a, or a abuser or something. I think. Yeah, an abuser. Yeah. For that's fuck's insane. sake. That that's therapist should be. They should lose their license. Yeah. yeah. I am no therapist, but I know if I had met Andrew when he was a much younger man, um, I was I was not a good person. I was a terrible person, but I was a good molder of of young men, and and I think I could have uh, either fixed him or broken him, <laughs> but either one would have been a better alternative than what happened yeah. to Andrew. Yeah, he's he's really smart, and I find that when they get into those. Um, topics of, you know, where where Luke is kind of flapping his yap, and Andrew has more empathy. He has a lot of empathy, and he understands the viewpoints of people who aren't him. You know, he understands yeah. more the challenges of people without the same kind of privilege that he has. And I've always find that he has more nuanced takes on social issues than Luke usually does uh, whether 100%. some of that is like Luke just hot talking it I think yes. and like wanting to provoke a reaction but I always find Andrew to be really sensitive in his commentary yes. for sure I'll add on Andrew um I, I genuinely think that Andrew's talents are underutilized right now and I think it's just the environment he's in and the the vibe that TBTL has right now I mean, I think whenever we see Andrew put himself into a special project, he knocks it out of the fucking park. Yeah, mm -hmm. he does. And and I mm -hmm. think that um I think that the best thing that may have happened for being pulled into APM for him is that his talent's gonna get a look that maybe it hasn't gotten before. Um and not to say that we don't, you know, maybe we happen to know someone at APM who might be able to recognize that pretty quickly. <laughs> uh who might actually be in charge of helping edit podcasts. Um, I think that, I think that that California job was a big setback for him because it wasn't the right yeah. fit for him. And yeah. I think that that, I hope that hasn't made him gun shy about taking on new possibilities because I, I hope the TBTL lasts as long as it should last, but I also hope that he gets an opportunity to jump to something where he can be better used because he's, yeah. he's fun to have on the mic when he's up for it, but he's got a lot of production talent and a lot of mastering talent that. I think he could be doing a lot more with. God, remember the opening for the serial episode yep. that so they good. did? It was so, so genius. Well, it just every, yeah. all, all of the intros. All the yeah. stuff he does is, is great. Yeah. 
Uh, we had him on takedown the night before he was going to interview, his, do his final interview uh, with the, was it KMPC? What is it? What's the station down there? KPCC? KPCC, yeah. KPCC, yeah. yeah. Wow, and, that's and, nice uh, of him to do that the night before his interview. I know, I know. And when, when I found out, I felt terrible about it. But he, and he was super nervous. And I just could tell that it was all wrong for him. It was all, all wrong for him. He was telling us about the job and, you know, and I'm sure the money was good and, and it was in seriously a great opportunity if this is something that you're up to. But if you don't like being hollered at or hollering at people, <laughs> um, news direction's not your fucking job, right? It's not, it's not great. I mean, um, he had all the requisite skills except for, you know, the, the, the human, um, I don't know, fortitude for it. I mean, it just wasn't something. Yeah. He couldn't harden his heart around the job, you know, which you have to, if you're in that job, because otherwise you'll fire everyone or you'll just quit. Yeah. Yeah. And he hated it as, as predicted, like Matt and I got off the phone. We're like, Oh man, I hope he doesn't get that. (laughs) Well, and having, um, lived in Los Angeles for a period of time when he said where he was going to war because he, I, I think he actually worked. I think it was actually KCRW that he worked for. I'm sorry. Yes. I, yeah, I it was just, KCRW. It was Casey because because uh-huh. it's based yeah. in Santa Monica, yeah. and he lived in Koreatown, which you know, as the crow flies, is probably eight miles. But you have to get on I-10 or the 10. Sorry, um, for and it's just a nightmare. Like there's no way that you can get around it. And Andrew's temperament is not. It's not meant for that. And even just like the daily aspect of it being like you have to early morning. Yeah. Well, and also like being on point all the time and like not fucking up yeah. at all yeah. for yeah. this live show. It just, it's too Can you imagine much. if the Trump era was going on oh, when he, when he God. was working there, he'd be dead. He yeah. wouldn't have made no. it. He would uh, just not speaking of eight mile, we haven't heard much from Meredith in a while. I'm here. She dropped off. So she's yeah. back. Yeah. No, I know. I, I was <laughs> yeah. giving her a chance to, <laughs> okay, I did want like, to loop back in. since I back into the double that, dutch. I didn't really want to <laughs> duplicate or whatever. Oh, Andrew, um, <laughs> where do really we start? Sums it up. Yeah, no, I love him, and I, I, I think maybe Anne and I have the Midwest sensibility, and Christy too, of course. That that probably helps us understand him a lot because I also identify a lot with with his behaviors and his tendencies and his proclivities. And I think we, you know, I probably was raised in a similar household and I think, yeah, once he puts his mind to something, he's just incredible. I think Mm -hmm. he's so talented and so, so good at at what he does well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I just, I just hope that, that, yeah, like that, that he has more of an opportunity to do more of that. All right, let's go to Jen. I'm worried about (laughs) this one, you guys. (laughs) Jen means a lot to me, so. I'll start it. I'll start it. I, you know, I already mentioned her, like, how much I have loved her. And she really is sort of like, I, you know, if we're going to do it, like, who are you, a Luke or an Andrew? I'm definitely more of a Luke. Um, (laughs) Really? (laughs) (laughs) But And I always think that I am, like, 97% Walsh and 3% Burbank, so. I I think I'm the reverse. I think I'm 97% Burbank and 3% Walsh. But really at heart I'm a I'm a Jen. Like that is who I am. That is my she has 
she's more organized than I am, but she has the like knowledge that I either want or have. Um, like when she was doing the, um, <laughs> the, um, theme show challenge, which was both exhilarating, but also stressful. And I remember her doing the Gilmore girls one and I'm like, Oh my God, it's Gilmore girls. Oh my God, it's Gilmore girls. And she's saying like, what's a cinnamon? Like, not a woman, <laughs> not a lady. <laughs> and they just couldn't get it. And I was like, this is why Jen and I are, you know, we're meant to be, we're meant to be friends and we have, we share a, like a similar background, but I just love her and consider her a friend, even though I'm sure she doesn't consider me one, but I adore her and think that she's so special. She's the kindest hearted person that I've encountered. Yep. She's done a lot for us. I know we talk about how great Jason is, but <laughs> there has to be something special about Jen. She brought us Jason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who has listened to much more LRB than, than Jen. Thank you, Jason. Well, I've talked before on the show about how Jen has been really like a role model of being a woman who's like not afraid to be herself yeah. in public. Yeah. I actually have been talking yeah. a lot in therapy. We've been discussing the idea of the true self versus the false self and how we all have those parts of ourselves. And you know, the false self is the thing that y- you put on, like, you know, you have to go to work. You don't want to, but you do. So you put yeah. on the good face and that's your false self. But your yeah. true self is something that has to develop usually when you're young and the only way it can develop is that if you learn that there's no cost to doing that if you have a period of in your life where you can just be a dick you can be an asshole and throw tantrums and not consider like the feelings and reactions of other people and you still find that you're accepted for that and I never had that so I never really um, developed my true self, but then I would listen to Jen on the radio and she's lovely and wonderful, but I would also hear her being frustrated yep. with Luke and yep. like getting stressed out and getting bossy and the 10 still loved her for it. And so I learned from her that, you know, you don't have to be so perfect all the time. You can On be... the stories of her lying. Yes. <laughs> oh my she told so many stories that she's were really so not flattering to herself, yeah, but yeah. she still told she them and we still loved her anyway. Yeah. About showing yeah. those warts. And the more that I saw her do that, the more that I loved her. And it was just sort of the, the first sort of awakenings that it's okay to not have to try and please others all the time. Yeah. Well, and her role in the show was born out of not wanting to be part of the bullshit anymore where, you know, the two male hosts and the, all the callers and all the testosterone going on yeah. and, you know, the, the dude, the golfer dudes, you know, from the <laughs> peninsula, mm-hmm. you know, who are pissed off all the time. So, you know, it was it was good for her and she was able to dig her heels in and, and be herself on a show um, and not be completely overmatched. Yep. And she was a really good, like, I don't know if I would call her a foil for Luke, but maybe, but she was a really, like, a restraining force for him. She, mm-hmm. yes. she 
Jen knows how to handle Luke. Yes. In a yeah. way yeah. where she was she always... She was a gravity on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was always yeah. really up accepting of him and she never really judged him, but she had a way of kind of pulling him back from some of his wilder... Yep. We all need that. Yep. Yep. Well, and they yeah. also had such good chemistry. You know, they it, did. it was so much more entertaining to me when Luke's primary objective was to make her laugh. Yes. yes. Because that made that us was all the best laugh. Thing. Yes. That was it, because that's why we all were a Jen, because yeah. it'd be Luke playing to Jen, and, you know, she's sort of an every woman in some ways, and mm-hmm. she would laugh, and she had such a great laugh that yeah. it, it I don't know, it just, like, careened out of control, not out of control, but just, like, you, I would be laughing It was so genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 She has the best laugh. She does. And she does. She cared so much about the community. Of course, we can't mm-hmm. overstate that. It was Jen mm-hmm. who built the community. I mean, maybe Luke brought them in with his wit and charisma, but Jen was the one who brick by brick built mm-hmm. the listening audience and did things like sent you a congratulations for your baby or <laughs> went to your wedding reception yeah. or met up with people all around the country. And she spent so much of her time yeah. uh, outside of work, emailing back and forth yeah. with people on yeah. just sort of the smallest things. And when we get emails from people, I try to remember and kind of channel just a little bit of that when I, I, I try to reply sometimes mm-hmm. to people and I'm you're always so good at that. Jen. You're, so good. you're really good at it. Yeah. She's my great. role model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she's definitely a role model. I wish I was like her. I wish I was friends with her when I was little. Cause I would have loved to be on a bus going to see a rated R movie at <laughs> the mall or playing post office or listening yes. to her preach all of those things. <laughs> she's the person I wish I could and want to be with all the time she's amazing she's the reason why we have this community we've said it a million yeah. times but yep and then people kept it going afterwards but i mean she's the reason there's tens yep i don't want to transition Absolutely. too soon but my i mean I, I agree wholeheartedly with what everyone has said about jen and you've all said it better than i could but i think the thing i would add about jen is that she's a hell of a talent scout I mean, yep. she saw Luke yeah. as as a in a raw, rough, Kid. young state. Unicycling. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say battling some demons. Yeah. Yeah. And, even then. And and as insufferable as it is. It's hard to do on a unicycle too. <laughs> I mean the balance it alone. I mean, if you even go back to when he was a little kid and he she made her sister date him. She's <laughs> right. like, This guy's great. <laughs> and they literally thought about demons all the right? time. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know You are battling demons. Had right. she not hitched her wagon to him as part of her escape plan to create this show? She, we wouldn't have gotten to have Jed, and he wouldn't have gotten where he is now. Period. Yeah. I mean, this show gave him a platform to hone his skills for everything else, and yeah. and he needed that. and And I was about to say, you know, as insufferable as it is that he is now sober, that has helped a ton <laughs> in channeling his professional acumen. Uh, yes, but. I mean, I I really think you know uh, there are people in the world who are put on this on this world to 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 do that to connect people and to put people in the right places to play matchmaker 
and she played matchmaker with Luke and us and his career. And, and that's yeah. incredible. Even though she didn't stay for all of it, she launched that mm-hmm. ship, you know, and then he promptly crashed it. Um, no, he, <laughs> he's still, he's still on an upward trajectory because of all of that, which is incredible. May I blow hard for a moment? Of course. I mean, I rarely ask. Just stop you. No. Is there any other way you do it? <laughs> it was uh, it was late summer before they got canceled. I think they got canceled in like mid late September. September eleventh. Yeah, never forget, Mike. Um, it was literally the eleventh. <laughs> yeah. I know. It was. Yeah, oh, that's my brother's birthday. <laughs> I mean, wow, that's a lot of things. Okay, well, this was late summer, probably late July, and and I. I'm waiting for him to to meet me for lunch at the Ram, uh, all capitals, <laughs> restaurant in the U Village. And he shows up and he's clearly squeezed me into a jogging uh, afternoon because he has the V-neck t-shirt with the nipples, you know, just on full <laughs> high beam. He's nipping out. <laughs> he's nipping out because, you know, it's July and he's jogging and he comes inside to the Ram, you know, and he's... And, it's 68 degrees and frosty in there. So, of course, they, they, they spring to attention. His nipples are something else to start with. Um, oh, my gosh. Things I did not think we were going to talk about no. today. Okay, 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 okay. okay. We're all Moving about on. appreciating every part of the Burbank, Christy. I guess. Moving on. I guess. He was concerned about the book that was about to come in. Because uh, he it was it was a total contrast to the time when he thought he was getting two million downloads uh, for every podcast episode. He was pretty sure there were like three or four people listening to TBTL. Oh, you mean the ratings book? Every, yeah. Yes, the actual ratings book, which is which is real and very freaky. Uh, if you work the seven to ten shift at any fucking radio station, because nobody's listening. So those shows just rotate, and uh, eventually, if they pay for local programming, they cycle out of that. Because they go, why are we paying for this? It's not increasing our listenership. Just put on the syndicated bullshit. So he's concerned about the book coming out. And it was going to mean the end of the show. And um, he probably already had this idea in his head. But the big point of discussion, I told him, um, your audience is not here in Seattle. I mean, you have an audience in Seattle. And they'll be forever with you because of this thing that you're building. But your audience is beyond this. Your audience is all over the country, all over the world. We hear it. Jen is building it. It's happening. So when they cancel you, which they're going to do, which we agreed was going to happen and soon, this travels. And I think a parallel to that is we're done with our recaps of TBTL. But please, travel with us. On to the next party. I wish we could afford the euro. <laughs> <laughs> Except he's not joking. It was ten thousand yeah. dollars. Did we already say that before? I don't think so. And I, I prodded at it. I tried to talk him down. There was no movement. Yeah. Jerks. A lot of jams. So his nipples hardened up. I tried to give him my, you know, a hoodie and like cover him up, but he wouldn't have it. So. Um, but we had that discussion and it's, it's totally true. You know, I mean, I was, I was reassuring him financially, but I want to, you know, reassure our audience that, you know, we're with you. We're here. This is the community we're traveling. 
they can have community back there on on the slack and no one can ever say anything bad about anybody but you know unlike ann come at me i don't give a fuck let's go <laughs> by all means if you haven't seen me do a meme more before be candid when you follow us to a second location <laughs> Where do you see my frozen nipples? Oh, oh no. God, Mike. Oh, that's no. some forward promo if I've You'll ever heard it. never forget them. <laughs> well, Mike, you do set us on an interesting path of conversation. Not the nipple part. We can end that conversational cul-de-sac. But who else would have had followed through on the crazy idea to take this thing podcast only to think, maybe I can make this work. And nobody else was doing this. There were hardly any podcasts anyway. And nobody was doing a daily podcast. And really no. still nobody is. The ones that are are like news and information, news. 20 yeah. to 30 the daily, yeah, kind of things. Yeah, nobody's doing what Luke and Andrew are doing. Well, back in the day, there were tech podcasts that, that were going every day that were making a ton of money. But but not like entertainment or talk podcasts. But... But you just knew it. There was something there. I could feel it. I just, you can monetize this. These people are with you. They're with you. Keep them. The thing I think about Luke a lot is something that I think stands in stark contrast to me, which is his confidence. He has yes. so much confidence. And sometimes it's unearned, but he just goes for it. <laughs> and I really admired that. And I wish I had that bravery, and I don't. Um, and I think that kind of explains why TVTL exists because he just does it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he knows exactly what he wants and he goes for it. And mm-hmm. even though it's like a huge jump and sometimes he falls, a lot of the time he does, sometimes he makes it and he ends up on the CBS, right? Yeah. 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 And I mean, think about if your daily life was broadcast for the last 11 years what that would be like i mean i we've just seen him grow up so much like just a dad and taking this from he's just an employee that would show up five minutes sometimes (laughs) after the show starts (laughs) to he owns a small business and he's doing all of that stuff out of his house like those are huge we saw breakups and marriages the and abortion we just found <laughs> apparently he gets abortions like all sorts of things and I, I mean i wouldn't have wanted my life broadcast in fact i think i was thinking back about what to write about him and i think i know more about his life for the last 11 years than i can remember of my own <laughs> i know yeah for sure because yeah. you can hear it in your head of the things that he's right <clears throat> talking about yeah i um like i don't like want to be like Luke. I do think I have some similar personality traits. Like the show off trait is definitely something that I um, can see in myself, but he is so brave and passionate about what he believes in. Sometimes I disagree with it and sometimes I think it's um, short sighted, but I think that he fights for what he believes in. And, and sometimes I don't do that. Sometimes I kowtow and I sort of like want to emulate that because there's, you know, it's you only have one life and you might as well say what you believe and what you think should happen. Um, so I, I, he's a really, really hard worker. I mean, he's a total slacker, but also a really hard worker. Somehow those exist in the same person and I don't really get it, but it's true. Um, Slacker with hustle. (laughs) I, the thing that like 
because I'm a total narcissist, um, the thing that like like completely amazed me, I had never met Luke. Like I didn't meet Luke at the Austin show because there was a really big line to meet him, and I was like drinking and having fun and socializing, so I. I just didn't go up to him. I didn't want to wait in line. And then when I went to the anniversary show, which he had been up for 24 hours, it was a smaller deal. So I was just standing there and I was like, oh, hey, look, I'm and he was like, oh, hey, Hillary, how are you? I'd never met him before. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how he knew my name at all. I, I have no idea. Like, I, I mean, <clears throat> it wasn't like I was that active in the tense community anyway. But, but since then, you know, we hung out um, when he came to Austin for wait, wait, don't tell me. And he's just a really charming guy. I mean, he's a pain in the ass, but he's a really <laughs> charming guy and he's really good at what he does. And just bottom line, like, yeah, he's carried the show to where it needs to go. And again, sometimes we get frustrated with it, but he is a lively character and I think he's going to, I think he's going to rise through the ranks. And honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the like, I watched the Taylor Swift CBS Sunday morning with uh, Tracy. What's her last name? Smith. Is that her last name? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I was like, I could see Luke doing this in a couple of years, like where he gets the celebrity, you know, the big celebrity uh, broadcast. I can see him doing it. So I think he's going onwards and upwards and we'll see. He's still so young for that world. Totally. Yep. Yeah, yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Forty-three or yes, whatever. He has thirty-five years <laughs> left. In this, yeah. If Scott Simon has taught us, it, he has like eighty-five <laughs> years left in the talking business. Uh, true. And one of the things that Luke has said about TBTL, when you know people ask him for tips to success, he says you have to put something out every time. Yep. And I think. Beyond everything else, it's that consistency mm-hmm. that yeah. has kept us all coming back. Yep. Well, and just recognizing that priority. Yeah. I mean, and and we've done the same thing. Yeah. I was gonna say it's a guiding principle for us. Like we will figure it out. We'll figure it out. Some We're way. gonna bring it. We've got to bring something. Even if it's a twelve-minute it. show true. about how we fucked up the show. <laughs> 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 and it's gonna come on Mondays. Yeah. You yeah. know nothing. Yeah irritates me more i mean many things irritate me more but it irritates me like when the my brother my brother and me show comes out late or one of their other shows comes out late and i'm like guys this is your fucking job you're building your podcast empire put your shows out on time i don't care if you were on vacation or your kid was sick yeah it's not my problem yep you got to have backups. Figure it out. Tom Sawyer, that motherfucker. <laughs> yep. Let's go. That's why I'm here. Mike brought me in to Tom Sawyer, that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Believe me, I have a bullpen. Dude. You know. <laughs> Keep warming up, Andrea. <laughs> well, I think we've touched on a bit of this, but let's go to, we'll do the last couple of questions together. Why we think that TBTL has lasted this long. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost 12 years. Oh my God. And, and what do we hope that happens for TBTL in the future? I know we said that they'll keep doing it as long as it makes them happy. One word. Hmm. Yeah. One word. Hmm. Inertia. Yeah. Yeah. It's once something has lasted so long, it's going to last. You know what I mean? Like it, if it survives past. Yeah one year then <laughs> it's just it's i mean set in stone yeah. if it, if it makes money and it's just gonna keep happening one of the things that i 
heard while working in retail is that uh, 95% of small businesses fail in the first year and then 99 within five years. And so they've mm-hmm. made it past that mark, way past yep. that. Yep. Well past. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. I sort of think I, I wrote this down. And I feel like because they've never become extremely popular, but also like not mm. there's never it's just been a steady kind of increase and and just they've made just enough money that I just I, I Mike, I agree with you that it's just a sort of like this train that's just going chugging along and they're just sort of worked for some reason. They've found the right mix of people and it yeah. works and then they you know surrepti- not surreptitiously but like luckily got APM to pick them up which you know we've talked about maybe is not like the greatest thing in the world but as far as money goes is they were really teetering. positive for yeah. them I think they would be gone if it weren't for APM it, mm-hmm. for sure I think that for wasn't sure. sustainable Absolutely. Luke no. didn't want to run the business Andrew yeah. was getting hollered at and hollering at people it yeah. was a horrible yeah time. so I think it was just these little little parts of their um existence that have just scooted them along and and you know they do have fervent fans I mean like we're all here for it and then they've been you know as as Mike and Christy said like there are people that were at the live shows that have not listened to a thousand episodes which is like pathetic in a way that I've listened to three thousand episodes but it is what it is you know it's just it's like a part of my life um but there are people that are new to this um which is great I mean it's great for them that they have picked up this new crew of people that find them very charming and also don't really necessarily have the background of having Jen or the previous iterations of it. Um, and I just think that they're probably going to keep going uh, until, you know, there's a breaking point of some sort, but I think they're going to keep going because there's not a barping point. <laughs> I call it a barping. <laughs> point. There's not something necessarily to break. Unless Is that an inside joke? <laughs> no. Everybody says barping. barping All the kids is are now. saying it. Oh, I think barping, sure, yeah. barping. Yeah. barping is a part of the TBTL <laughs> nomenclature now, I think. Are you pre-barp or God. post-barp? God. I'm patiently waiting to get to start yelling Hilton honors. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we've all had a good time talking about TBTL, um, but there is one more person who is part of the LRB crew, a founding member. Oh, Lord. Somebody mostly behind the scenes. <laughs> who actually has a great radio voice. I, like Every time I hear it, I'm like, wow, he sounds yeah. great. Oh, I thought we were talking about Phyllis. No. Yeah, who are you talking about? <laughs> Well, Jeremy was unable to be here with us tonight because, of course, it's working. Whatever. One of his other (laughs) 20-hour days or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. But he did take a few minutes to record his thoughts in a voice memo for us. And uh, we want to make sure that we share them with you. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique. Boop. Boop. Mike is a dummy. Mike is a dummy. Mike is a dummy. And three, two, one. 
Hey guys, it is Jeremy. I'm sorry that I can't be there to actually record with you guys today. I'm kind of bummed, but at the same time, it's not like you guys need another white dude's opinion, and I'm sure that there's going to be enough tears. So since you have that covered, I figured at the very least, I will try and send in a voicemail so I can sneak something in. Um, I guess I just wanted to say, I mean, real quickly, I'm not a big listener to TBTL. I haven't been. um, And I I really won't listen to an episode of LRB unless I think you guys are going to talk about me. And I also won't listen to any episodes that Mike are on. Um, And so it sort of filters down a lot of the TBTL in my life. But TBTL does have a special place for me um, in that I I met Christy. Having never really listened to DVTL, I met Christy um, at the Mandarin Gate during a TENS event. Um, we, we got engaged at uh, during a live show at the picnic. Thank you, Phyllis. Uh, and also thank you, Andrew, because apparently he doesn't like public proposals. But here we are. Uh, and hey, we're still married even. Congrats, Christy. Um, so I guess... I guess what I did want to get at is just that this community has held a special place in my heart, um, and I have been surprised at the impact that it's had on me that this show is kind of coming to an end. Um, and the thing that makes me hopeful is for where we're headed. The thing that I loved about it the most is the community that you guys have, um, built. And I used to always tell this to Luke and Andrew too, every time we'd get done with some event, you know, and just seeing the community and the the people that they're able to bring together. Um, it's a really inspiring thing. And you guys have done a really great job of kind of latching on to that, like, core message of curing global loneliness. And um, hey, I mean, in my case, it worked out so well that I got married. Um, obviously, that's an extreme example. Please, no creepy dudes come and do that. Nobody needs that. Don't be creepy. Uh, but I, I'm really thankful for that. Um, so I guess I wanted to say thank you to your guys' listeners. Um, being able to be a part of this podcast has been exciting for me. It's the biggest project that I've ever been a part of, um, in the world of podcasting. And I, uh, have learned a ton and it wouldn't be possible at all without the listeners, without you guys that are listening to this, um, you know, just listening, reviewing the show, like buying t-shirts, putting up with all the technical issues and and everything. Um, Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for being a part of this community and helping build it um, because it wouldn't be what it is without you. Um, And hey, LRB folks, except for Mike, uh, thank you guys for all that you've done. I don't know if people realize how much of a pain in the ass it is to edit and produce a podcast, um, especially one at this scale where you've got multiple hosts in multiple countries. And I more or less stopped editing, you know, six months um, into this thing and other people are doing it all. So let me make that clear. But uh, I know it's a hard ton of hard work and you guys have been so gracious in allowing me to be part of it. Um, It's been you know, this little thing that we tried to start originally, this 10710 thing. Uh, I'm not sure it would have continued to be a thing through the last few years if it wasn't for you guys. Um, 
I'm really thankful for that and thankful for all of the new stuff that is coming down the road, both from you guys and hopefully there'll be some other stuff coming out, um, other related podcasts as well. So uh, I guess I just want to say thank you to everybody. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to, to you guys, LRB, the hosts. And uh, here's to the next party. Uh, Mike, what did you do to Jeremy? <laughs> Are you about to get fired? I want to report workplace abuse. <laughs> this is workplace violence type two. I mean, this is uh, on the record. It couldn't be any more on the record what is happening. So You should send it to HR. Oh, wait. It's a startup. Oh, you don't no, have an HR. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't have an HR. Go straight to Jeremy. Yeah. Right. You, <laughs> you should like tell your leave. boss. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. That's a very closed circle. I don't like that. Well, you seem to have found yourself in a bit of a sticky situation. <laughs> Is there anybody you can whistleblow to? <laughs> no. Uh. In this economy? No. <laughs> well, we we love Jeremy very much. I I find Jeremy to be like a magical mystical creature. Oh yeah. I think that he and I are alike in a lot of ways and somewhere along the line like we diverged and that we made completely opposite decisions for our lives and I don't quite understand how it works but like I look at him in in wondery I don't understand him at all but I really appreciate him and especially what he's done he's been ambitious with this podcast network and he's been super supportive of all of us in dealing with our tech issues and he has been very passionate on our behalf when he felt that we were not being treated fairly by certain Mm -hmm. people yes (laughs) and we could not do this without him so no we love you thank you jeremy and i hope his uh boys have uh come back down (laughs) oh god i'll let you know tomorrow warmer air Uh, well, guys, it's time for final thoughts. Oh, Lordy. Okay, well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there are no tech issues. We're all just flocking yeah. There are four people that um, are the basic ones here, and that are, uh, of course, Luke and Jen, and then uh, Christy. And um, there's just no way that this happened, that this show would have happened without uh, Jeremy. And so I wouldn't know Meredith. I wouldn't know Anne. Unfortunately, I probably still know Bobby, but he'd be much more in the margins of my life. Um, so these are these are my final thoughts, and and uh, I will miss. I will miss this show. I'll miss uh, some of the formats, but um, uh, I'm I'm not going to miss y'all because we're going to see y'all yep. over there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's the only yeah. reason I'm not a complete puddle. Yeah. None <laughs> of us are going uh, anywhere. Kind of <laughs> no. Yeah. All right, Hillary, you go next. Okay. Fine. Um, I, I've said this before, but I still, I, even though it's 
feels like I've been here forever because I just, you know, I'm an annoying little yeah, sister. Um, I still feel like the new kid, um, but I've loved every moment of LRB. It's it's really like a dream come true. I mean, I always say, like, as a kid, um, I used to always think people were, like, videotaping me. Like, I thought I was on a sitcom. Like, I thought I was, like, in a, the Truman <laughs> Show. Like, so I would kind of, like, act like I, like, like a precocious kid. Good I was morning, like, Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> and you know uh, like you know like in you know like the Cosby show or whatever they they would pose for the opening like it would be you know like uh Keisha Knight Pulliam you know and she'd pose or whatever that's like what I thought my life would be just me posing for anyway this has been my dream come true of actually like being on a <laughs> having a loud microphone because it's as close as I could come to sitcom stardom in the eighties. Um, but I've loved it so much and I can't wait to continue. And as much as I love TBTL and really probably will continue to listen on a semi-regular basis, I'm really ta- excited to talk about things that I'm passionate about. I mean, <laughs> I know sometimes I talk about silly things about, you know, like walking outside of my house naked, but um, I, <laughs> I do actually have, um, thoughts and ideas that are slightly more serious and I'm really excited to talk about them and along with the silly pop culture stuff that I truly truly love so I'm excited about what the future holds that's it not to upstage you Hillary mm-hmm. but uh, Dave bought your microphone <laughs> he did <laughs> yep. he 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 uh he dm'd me and said What's the microphone? What's the stand? What's the, you know? And I sent him all the links and he bought all that stuff for you. Oh, so, God once bless again, him. Dave. He's a better person Perven. than I. Dave, you enabler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did this to yourself. Go, Pat. Go, Pats. Just kidding. Come on. Six. We were doing you so know that's well. Insincere. All right, Bobby. What's final here? We're going to do this all again next week. Fuck well, yeah. just final I thoughts know. for this show, not like we're dying. No, I know. <laughs> it feels like that a little bit, but it's not. I, I'm i so excited. I'm so scared. No, um. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, Jesse Spano. <laughs> uh, I, I think this is just part of the evolution and the fact that we're all friends forever and uh we're, we're bringing at least hopefully some of the listeners with us um i i, I have been thinking more and more that we just well i'll tell you what i want to do i want to read the description so jeremy messaged us last night and he said uh i i need a placeholder description for the new show for itunes or something and i was just sitting on my phone in the den and i i sort of tried to write this three or four different ways. And I finally wrote this. I wrote, join a group of friends dedicated to an ongoing conversation about everything and nothing, because sometimes you need to be the podcast you want to see in the world. Yes. Oh. It was a good one. And I think that's us. I think that's what we're doing. I think we're just, instead of taking it to negative 10, as we have <laughs> increasingly often, I, I think we're just doing something about it. We're we're uh, yeah. we're recognizing yeah. that we can continue to love the people who got us here, and we're going to start doing things the way we want them done. And hopefully, yeah. was it Andrea that said uh, the reason you get together doesn't have to be the reason you stay together? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah, great. That was yeah. amazing. I w- I was like, yep, exactly. Well, um, this is a total like side note to that. When Dave and I first 
started like being friends we were friends because we both communally hated one guy and we would just make fun of him all the time. <laughs> we're like, he's so dumb. Like, he's so stupid. I can't. And I, by the way, I'd hooked up with him before, but also like. Sorry. Jake knows about it. No, Jake knows about it. Good, good, So glad he knows. <laughs> um, anyway, but then I think at some point we did say to each other, like, are we going to be friends beyond hating this person like is it going to evolve past this uh-huh. and we did become friends beyond that and then obviously we became more than that but it was it's it is something like you can bond so much about hating something or disliking something but it feels <laughs> gross after a while like it does feel gross after a while yeah. and you want to produce you gotta something find it you gotta find your thing yeah. yeah meredith um i don't feel sad about this at all i feel really happy i'm really excited Um, And I don't feel like this is an end. I feel like it's more of a beginning. Um, And, uh, you know, my my biggest takeaway from all of this and the thing I'm most thankful for is is you guys. Um, You know, Mike recruited me and I thought it was very temporary. I thought it was just while Emily was going through treatment. And (laughs) it was like, I did a few shows and I was like, okay, bye. And and you guys are like, (laughs) He's like, JK, hello. (laughs) No, no. No, okay, bye is what I said. <laughs> no one escapes this black hole. I didn't expect you guys to want me to stay. So that was a huge, oh gosh, you know, please. that was a big deal for me. So it was really sweet, and I'm really glad that, that I've been allowed to stay. Oh, please. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're still you're still on probation. Yeah. Still, still, uh, you know. and... Your thrive will be coming out soon. Okay. <laughs> Can't wait. Who else will really set everybody straight on the medical and health yeah. issues? I do love yeah. my sharpshoots. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go next. Yes. Um, I also didn't expect to be asked to stay, and I really owe a huge debt to Christy, who for some reason just said, hey, do you want to fill in for me while I'm getting ready to get married? And I was like, really? Me? Me? <laughs> I was dead set against it. What? Think my crippling anxiety and <laughs> also because Stress levels. of people hating on my Midwest accent. And Ugh. I said, mm. I know someone who can yeah. Midwest accent <laughs> right? also knows how to edit. Right? You're like, I'm doubling down. Midwest accent there. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've talked a lot about, I mean, just on the show about growing up and feeling like I always had to be the perfect person and be pleasant to everyone and, you know, be the good girl and uh, be quiet, you know, whatever, and being shy. But the truth is that I'm secretly a Hillary. (laughs) (laughs) You are. Yeah, you are. You are. Is that, you know, I did choir and I did tons of theater for a long time. And I was feeling really stifled just sort of living this solitary life most of the time and not having an outlet. And yeah, lurker life. (laughs) I was very creatively unfulfilled. And one of the best things about coming on this show is very, I mean, listen back to the early shows that I was on. I was so polite. And (laughs) now I can just. Those were the days. Those were the days. Mike thinks upon them fondly, but. but Oh, my goodness. Pre-hand towel gate. 
<laughs> I've become so much more outspoken and yeah. I used to worry all the time, am I talking too much? Am I doing this wrong? Will people not like me? And I've, you know, with your encouragement, uh, I've really begun to find myself. And I know that even in the beginning, I had like privately, both Mike and Bobby would message me and tell me what a good job I did, you know, and that mm -hmm. meant the world to me. So this has been a real a growth uh, endeavor for me as much as TBTL has been for Luke, I think. And, and I'm really excited to be even a bigger bossier louder bitch in the next iteration <laughs> Yay! i can't wait i'm so excited Whoa, wait wait, 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 wait. stop the show <laughs> all right i figured we could give christy the last word on this yes oh gosh yeah oh, no. the last word yours was so great i wish i wouldn't have gone after you no um yeah i guess it it is an end but it's also not at the same time and so I guess just thank you to all of you hosts, um, especially Anne, who I loved doing our um, yes. monthly clip shows. Those were my favorite. Oh, my God. You guys don't parts. know how much content I cut out because Christy and I would just <laughs> go completely <laughs> off the rails. Oh, yeah. We'd be like, oh, we're, you know, we only need an hour to record two and a half hours later. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. That's <laughs> always how it goes, though. That Dave always tells me, I'm like, oh, you just need, we just need like an hour and a half, and it'll be fine. He's like, you ha, literally ha, ha. always You're go lying. two hours. You literally yeah. always <laughs> go two hours. I distinctly yeah. remember, like way back in the beginning when we were first doing clip shows, and Jeremy was still editing them for us. One time, he asked us, "Do you really want to keep the part where you talk about how many points you get for running over grandmas with a car?" <laughs> <laughs> and we were did like, we? "Oh, yeah. we did." Yeah, we did do that because <laughs> we secretly hate people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and Anne, of course, you swooping in to take over when I um, went a little insane. Uh, that's great. And all of you learning how to edit because I don't know how to do anything. And just all of you have become like family to me. And so that's exciting. And what else? Oh, of course, our listeners, you guys are the best. Um, I hope we don't get any yeah. hop offs and I hope you follow us to this next party. Um, yeah, I have to stop or I'll cry. You know, <laughs> we can see in Libsyn where the downloads are coming from. We know. So I'm going to be checking mm. locations. Mm. And if I location, see location, location. that the downloads from, say, North Carolina have dropped off, I'm coming <laughs> after you guys. <laughs> Stick with us. You don't get to leave us. No. <laughs> this is like fear with Marky Mark, where we're going to like chase you down forever. Chishi <laughs> <laughs> forever. <Yeah. laughs> Carved into our stomachs. <laughs> Getting a, that tattooed tomorrow. I hope it doesn't God. Uh, fall out of favor. <laughs> All right. Um, as much as we don't want this to ever end. This is going to be a yeah. three hour show. So <laughs> I know uh, let's do some uh, like a boat yes. cruise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everybody on board. Let's go. I can edit it down to a tight two fifty five. Perfect. Awesome. No editing. Right. I like it. <laughs> How, housekeeping. 
I'm sure. <laughs> That's not like a question. <laughs> Housekeeping. Hey, hey, could I get two rolls? How about two rolls? He needs to dry off that ottoman. <laughs> With some toilet labor, please. <laughs> please don't come in here. Six ten. I'm on your list. I get two. I get two rolls a day. I'm on the list. You can, you can still buy uh, uh, LRB merch at littleredbandwagon.com. Um, Hey, I bought some. Yeah. You did. Did y'all yeah. see that? We've gotten a couple orders coming right. in. Mike. It's nice. Thanks, guys. A, you, you, you know, I've never bought anything, so I need to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I need attention. I need, you know, kudos when I, you know, crack open the wallet. Come and we on, need guys. money. So go ahead and buy things at littleredbandwagon.com. Please. Um, we're sending Vincent Adultman into Amazon any day now, so hopefully... <laughs> In the near future, we'll be able to have a new Amazon link. Hello, sirs. I'm here for. I'd like to. We're just gonna have like purchase. We're gonna have like we're gonna have like Bridget, Rory, and like Ellie yeah. stacked up on top of each yeah. other. Stack them up. Yes. Well, well hello. Amazon, gotta have those please. glasses. Ellie's on top. Gotta have those glasses. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and we're gonna follow all the rules and never say anything bad about that. That no, billionaire please. monster, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, as soon as the new show is a thing. So just, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, know that we hate him now so that when we have to say nice things later, mm-hmm. it's not genuine. <laughs> yeah. You know that we're yeah. lying. Yeah. Uh, yes. And this is actually an important thing. So we probably shouldn't have buried it at the end of three hours of show. But um, mm-hmm. the, the next show, the first episode is coming out a week from the drop of this show. Uh, so again, if you're calling in about, <laughs> sorry, I can't even go down that road. <laughs> That's never not funny. I'm sorry. Every time they play that shit. If it's you funny, don't hear from us right? in a week, reach out to us because, yes, uh, please. we're going to be, yes. we're going to be figuring out the feed transition. And if you do not hear from us, it's a, it's a dead man's switch situation. Uh, if you don't hear from us in a week, make sure we know you're not dead. <laughs> No, yeah, or just please. forget about it. It's probably for right. the best. So, no, uh, hey, no, no. And and we're we're hoping. Hey, I'm the new TBTL. I'm just going to make fun of us. You know, <laughs> Cut his mic. Yeah. yeah, with our own uh, and, and negativity. Edit that out. So, and also, we just want to hear from you, just in general. And Hillary's yes. going to tell yeah, you how to course. do that. Always. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Get involved, guys. Um, okay. The website will be eventually. This show has everything. Dot com. Please go there. Have fun. Hopefully it'll be an easy transition. It's wet and it's dry. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, mama, mama. Um, <laughs> Throwyourphone.com will exist like forever Me so shut up so love, love, love it all the time <laughs> so if you need is there a way to cut his feet i know yes don't worry um throwyourphone.com will always exist so if you have any issues if you can't remember our email address or whatever you can always send stuff there we will receive it join the facebook group i i it's gonna be a group that we're gonna start it's it is like a group sort of temporarily started yeah we've so we will what happens if you click on it do you want to know God, no, I don't know. <laughs> um, Seagram. Golden one, golden. Anyway, please join The only join thing it. I can think is it's Not good. It's really good he doesn't have a harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
Um, have a kazoo. So hopefully, get it. Hang no, on. no. Keep going. So keep we'll going. Have, we'll have some good activity there. Uh, the show Twitter is. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, really? Meow, 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 meow. Email us at. We don't have anything right now. No. That's what we're trying to say. Jeremy's going to input it later. So email us. Jeremy hasn't done jack shit. Jeremy's <laughs> oh my god. Useless. Okay, but okay. Send us a I voice. Think Mike's memo. medication kicked in. <laughs> no, no. We're just getting started, Jeremy. Okay, Lord. Okay. okay, send okay. us a voice memo. That that works just like normal. I loved your voice memos. Keep sending them in. They're great. You have lovely voices. Um, Facts, Bobby, your butt or your boobs, I guess. I mean, we're opening it up to whatever. Uh, at I did not ask for that. Five, four, I just for eight, five, one, three. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make it really clear. <laughs> um, and with that, take it away, Christy Wise. One last time. Until next time, this is the next party. And we love you, Jen. Bobby, put him on the glass. (laughs) (laughs) We can't even have a nice moment at the end. Let's all do the clap. (laughs) That always works out so good. Okay. (laughs) Bobby, count us down to the clap. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. (laughs) Clap in three, two, one.
Okay. Well, I'll do the intro before these mints kick in. <clears throat> oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Shut up. Please shut up. <laughs> I forgot you were here, Mike. We should have recorded together. <laughs> that probably would have been a bad idea. Um, then you'd have to wear pants. Yeah. Uh, the condition I'm in now, nobody needs to. <clears throat> oh, my God. Are you Burbanking it? All right. You're on. Oh, God. Put a towel Don't down. tell us. <laughs> I always put it, I always put a towel down. I mean, I'm not a monster. That's oh, what hotel towels are for. Is it the one with pizza sauce on it? <laughs> I get extra towels. Don't even worry. Hey, you know what? Um, I, I did have a run-in with a, uh, the housekeeping today because I didn't want housekeeping. All I needed was some toilet paper. And, uh, you know, it's been a rough trip, so I needed two. And <laughs> I, I, I pulled her over in the hallway, and I said... Uh, Excuse me, you know, I mean, she was in the, a room near near to me, and I, I looked at her, I saw her, and I said, excuse me, and she came out to the hallway and said, hi, uh, could I get, um, I, I don't need service, I just need, you know, one, uh, sorry, no, I said, I need, I just need toilet paper. So she, she reached down, she gave me a roll of toilet paper, as you would expect her to do, and then I said, I, actually, I think I need two, <laughs> and so she started to reach for the second roll, and then she looked up and said, what room are you in? Like... Like I'd broken uh-huh. into the Hampton Inn at Northgate so that I could get two rolls of toilet paper, you know, because uh, now we got to confirm my room now that I want the second, the second roll. And so I said, I said, she's got to account for all that toilet paper so that they know, know. that she's There's not running be... off with it. It's secondary TP market. That's the thing is then she said, um, what room are you in? And I said, 610. And she looked down at her list. She says, oh, that's one of my rooms. And then she gave me the second <laughs> roll of toilet paper. Like I was not going to get it if I was from the other side of the hallway or down the way or from another floor. Like she was going to be like, uh, well, I'm not showing that uh, you're entitled to a second roll of toilet paper. But I think she might have been the reason that I was short because I, I was obviously short yesterday and didn't get a roll when she did you know, oh. she gets oh. bonus off of how many rolls mm-hmm. she brings back. Of course, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't lay a five down on my pillow so that I could look at my toilet paper roll while I'm having trouble this morning and worry. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! You know, hotel oh toilet gosh. paper anxiety. That's why is not we good. tip. No, okay. Well, I think we're in the proper space now for for me to do the intro. <laughs> and stop saying "Oh God!" By the way. <clears throat> All right. You're on the dry ottoman, right? The, the, the second ottoman is under my under my stumps right now. The other ottoman is drying out in the, in the shower. <laughs> Perfect. See, I say this because when Mike first got to Seattle, I, I it was 6 a.m. here and I was just waking up. So I know it was 3 a.m. in Seattle when Mike sent me a picture of his ottoman in the shower. <laughs> hey, we got to do what we got to do as humans to get along in this world. So fuck these people. Their ottomans are going in the shower. If they don't understand what a shower bench means... I'm making a shower bench. If that means just some of your furniture is going in there, <laughs> it's going in there. Okay? All right. The best part of the show will always still be the part before the show. All right. Are we ready? Ready. For the final one. Is it bad okay. that I have to go pee? No, go pee. No, go now. Go do it. Go do okay. it. Because we'll play we, the final countdown now. And, and we, then we it's should, a long t- Maybe we should have a... Uh, these before and after shows be patreon episodes. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> right right ah. the, the bonus content so i i do have a question to ask before i do the intro 
Um, Meredith predates Anne on our show? Yes. Yes. Yeah. She does. Okay, yeah, I thought so, but I thought it was pretty close. It was. Can you believe we've been doing this shit for like four years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah more than more than four yeah. years. Emily just got through her fourth year uh, after brain surgery. Oh, wow. You get all those reminders, you know. Oh, it's like, yeah. We're, she was having a high old time. She loved it. <laughs> That's why I got recruited. Ta-da! <laughs> yep. <clears throat> there she I'm is. I'm ready. All right. Well, did you wash day. your hands or what? Final count. I did. <laughs> the bathroom Prove is it. ten Prove steps it. from here, so I mean, can I make any wet sounds with my hands? <laughs> you could flap them like that guy in that stupid uh, video who says you only need one paper towel in a public right. restroom. Mm-hmm. If you flap your if you flap your shit all over everyone else, obviously. Oh, I used that. What would your TED Talk be? Question to get through a terrible call with a. For the phone. Oh God, it's a great. And it distracted her for a solid yeah. ten minutes. It was great. Yeah. That's my that's my new uh, secondary. Anyway. What is what did uh, Sean call it in a rare moment of clarity? medium talk? Medium secondary talk. talk. I medium love it. Talk, right? <laughs> medium talk's good. He, I like yeah, it. Yeah, it was he was inspired. He, yeah. He'll give you a lot of terrible, and then just a couple, yeah. you know, like oh, little yeah. gems. <laughs> totally great. Uh huh. All right. Just keep swinging. Speaking of gems, let's record one right now, and we're going to do some silence, because I like silence, especially from you ladies. <clears throat> and Jeremy. Fuck you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Mike is a dummy. Mike is a dummy. Mike is a dummy. I can wait all day. <laughs> wait, who's a... I clocked back in. Who's an so. anonymous gopher? Oh, are we doing this again? <laughs> we have to now. Yeah. It must, People love it's not, not me. It's me. Garbage it's me. Talk. It's me. It's not me. Okay, who saying, is me? That's what am univers- I? That's the University of Minnesota mascot. Um, hey. Okay, oh, we can't tell what you are. We have <laughs> anonymous alligator. We have Hillary the gopher. We have anonymous <laughs> sheep, anonymous mink, and anonymous giraffe. I'm I giraffe. Must be a mink. Yeah, I like giraffes. <laughs> I'm excited. No. <laughs> I dissected a mink in high school Ooh. instead of a cat because I couldn't do the cat. <sighs> Did you wear its coat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Circle of life. Yep. Soaked in formaldehyde. I'm going to Teddy's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can you imagine if I showed up at Teddy's with with a couple of microphones and, and Andrew showed up and said, hey, we're, we're doing our last show. Come on. Yeah, sit down. <clears throat> All right. Finally. Some silence. Everyone's silence. Silencio.